Cradeline Network. Hail, Star Troopers! Conrad here, and welcome to the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. The Star Lordathon took place over July 25 and 26, 2020, and had guests from all over the world. Due to popular demand, I'm releasing it here on the podcast feed in four-issue chunks over the next few weeks. Tune in every Wednesday to hear Conrad and Fox grow progressively more tired as we talk about classic UK comics action. If you want to follow along with the stream visually, I'd heartily recommend checking out our YouTube page, which I'll link in the show notes. And we'll soon have the episodes we're covering today uploaded to it, so you can see all the comics we're talking about, as well as my smiling face. If you'd like to support the show, please check out the Patreon page of our podcast network, Cradeline, at patreon.com slash There's a variety of rewards for pledging, including a ton of yet-to-be-released content and exclusive episodes covering modern 2000 AD. Check it out and enjoy the Star Lordathon! Keep watching the skies! Uh-oh. 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 Hail, Star Troopers! And we back! And we back! (laughs) Hail, Star Troopers! My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the fifth hour of the Space Spitter Star Lordathon. It's 8 a.m. here in Los Angeles. It's a live stream where two Americans discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star-Lord one issue at a time. This hour, we're covering Star-Lord issue 5, cover date, the 10th of June, 1978. This time, Timequake heads to Buck House. Mind War (laughs) cooks up some fly spiders. There's a new disaster for the Robusters. Planet of the Damned is spit-roasting, and our buddy Wolf gets a new coat. And it's chow time. What? Oh, yeah. nice. Get some duds. Yeah, Love always. Love me some wolf duds. Definitely. You can find the comics we're covering today in Strontium Dog, SGH New Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, Planet of the Damned Collection, and the Judge Red Magazine, issues 408 and 409. Cover we got here, another Kev O'Neill one with a, a giant spaceship, the Lepar, smashing through the side of an office building, 10,000 yeah. dead, 25 million in danger. Can the Robusters <laughs> save the day? Uh, marginally, I'm sure. Yeah, this is going to be a bad one, Hammerstein. Man, I love the happy face on the nose of this ship. <laughs> Definitely. I just love the use of color here. It feels like Kev O'Neill is using every color in the box of crayons. Also, I love this lady right here. Just sort of falling to her death. Like, whoa. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is not... This is going to be a rough one. Absolutely. All right. So, let's dive in and get started on this story with Blueprint 1, Mind Wars... <laughs> I love that he starts this off with activate it, worthless scum. Man, he's he's bad guy to the bone. Love it. Oh yeah, Narutha. He's Narutha list, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your sunglasses and start the show. Mm-hmm. Script Alan Hebden, Art Jesus Redondo, lettering Steve Potter. In the healing tank, Arlen is manipulated by the evil juggler. He commands the bridge crew to take control of the ship and set course for Earth. The crew of the ship tries to get to the bridge, but another force field is blocking the door. Ardenny thinks it's Arland, and indeed, the sickbay door is the same. They can't get into it. Oh, Ard- man. 
Yeah, she can't break the uh, the field without harming Arlen, so it's a stalemate until Yose has an idea. He runs to the secondary bridge of the ship and does an order to make Ortega's Folly disassemble into smaller ships. Oh my god, this picture. It's amazing. It's like that one uh, season of Voltron where it's a bunch of different, uh, like, tiny cars. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. It, uh, it, 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 it just bursts away into like two dozen different little, little spaceships and stuff. I want this playset. Arlen's control on the bridge is broken and Ardeni rushes to his side, but not all as well as the sections our hero is in is damaged and they're forced to land on the planet. You jub them. Um, oh, and their descent is closely good. watched by the juggler. They land hard in a swampy part of the planet. Oh, no. And uh, Commodore D'Souza dies in the crash. Oh, no. Yet another sort yeah. of casual death by a secondary cast member in the course of Mind Wars. <laughs> Gotta have these red shirts. Man, I love that they're just in overgrowth and goo. Oh, yeah. It's real gross. Good stuff. Um, they're... Um, Ardeni's feeling real bad about their state, but the alien second-in-command, Kola uh, Rashnik, is reassuring to her. At least until they come onto a bunch of uh, alien natives being attacked by killer fly spiders. Oh, no. These are, that's like two of the worst things to combine. The Definitely. annoyance and the, like, uh, I don't like spiders. Insect and arachnid in one package. Oh, man, they got a big old mouth. Look, oh, he's actually kind of cute. He's like, me. <laughs> Gonna get you. Yeah. Jump in this water? I don't think so. <laughs> nah. The, uh, the twins focus on a nearby lake and use the water to boil the monsters away. It oh cooks fly God. spiders here. Pretty excellent. Just totally That's... destroyed. And that's how you stop a locust swarm right there. Definitely. And now they're heroes at last. Hooray. Plus, we got all these boiled bugs what we can eat, right? Definitely. They're brought into the native village on their um, being carried on the shoulders of the local folks. Hell yeah. And things are good. But um, as they do, Yose Tillman rushes to the space phone to report to Dr. Varn, the controller of the Federation. And he says <sighs> that the kids can't be allowed near Earth. They have too much uncontrolled power. So kill them now. Oh, my God. Thanks, Beard Sky Dad. Seriously. Yose is, is torn, but seems ready to do the deed. Next I mean, time. You know, one mustache speaks to another one. You kind of have to have respect. Mutual mutual mustache respect. <laughs> I guess. Listen, my mustache is not nearly as glorious as these guys, but I don't think I'd also take their orders to kill my friends. I don't know. I'm just saying, kill these kids. Fair. <laughs> Next time on... Uh, Next next time on Mind <laughs> Wars, time, by the gla by the Black Galaxy, he's killing Cola. I mean, you know, some people just really like it. I'm more of a Sprite man myself. Bah. Cola's the name of the alien second in command guy, for the record. Anyway, that take. Let's continue on. I guess. Speaking of spaceships flying uncontrollably, Fox. Let's oh, go. Two blueprint two robusters. Man, you know, Mission Control, we have ourselves a problem. Mm. 
penetrate this building. How do you fuck up a a, a, a launch of a ship that bad? Ground control to Major Tom. This building's hit. There's something wrong. Ooh, that's nice. Script Bill Henry, Artie, and Kennedy letting robot letterer Peter Knight. Listen, we got a sh- we got a spaceship, so uh, Ian <laughs> got to shoot it up. Ian Kennedy is there. Oh my god! So um, I'm not familiar with uh, Bill Henry. He did a story for a Tornado as well, which we might talk about someday. Ooh. Anyway. Today, though, in the Yucca Desert, the Air Force is launching a LEP-R missile with a scary cargo. Don't worry about it. Even more scary as it's launched. <laughs> its gyros are broken and it goes wildly out of control. Gotta double check the gyros, you ding-dong. Nah, I don't do that. Um, which means that it travels 6,000 miles away and it slams into a 400-story high-rise called Midpoint, which I'm told is a building in uh, London called Centerpoint. I'll take your references, folks, in the chat. I'm, I'll live it up. Fine. <laughs> um, it goes all the way through, but then stops. It's a blooming disaster. I am really surprised at the structural integrity of this this building. It's built solid. So I'm suggesting Bill Rocket Henry's proof. another Chris Louder pseudonym. I mean, it always could be. It doesn't that's not what they say on Barney, so that's sort of what I'm going with for what what is a pseudonym and what isn't, I guess. Um anyway, time to call the Robusters. Quartz actually in midpoint as it's hit, luckily. Not good. <laughs> There's Already 10,000 people dead on the just initial initial impact and a blazing inferno beneath them. Oh so Quartz God. really has no choice to call out these um, robusters before getting a contract signed, basically. Oh, Man, there's just so many people falling out of that building. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> the bots are called in even as people jump from the buildings to their deaths. And again, yeah, prescient in a pretty terrifying way here. The robots go about evacuating with their usual ablam, pulling people out with retractable arms and bursting through walls and stuff like that. <laughs> That's actually really great. Just like, I'll pick you up, ma'am. Yeah. Fine. Here we go. <laughs> um, oh, and Hammerstein's doing the hammer thing. That's great. Yeah. Listen, again. Although yeah. I guess I, I wouldn't bash down walls right now. I feel like that's probably not the safest thing. Because there's fire in there. Uh, well, you know, less walls, less integrity. You're a coward, Oh, well, I guess buddy. they land know fucking... <laughs> right? Robots don't care about that. Um, anyway, things are going pretty well, but then Howard Quartz gets a call. The robot was full of undestroyable nuclear, n- nuclear waste matter. Its cooling system is broke, so it's about to explode with oh. highly toxic nuclear sludge. That's the worst kind of nuclear sludge, Fox. Oh, uh, I mean, it's it's one of my lowest rated sludges, to be perfectly honest. Bottom sludge. The government yeah. will pay well to have it disposed of, but I'm not sure even the Robusters can handle that. Oh, please tell me Rojas just eats all of it. Next week, don't panic, don't panic, we're doomed. Uh, you know, I mean, that's a lot of nuclear things inside that... So, wait, they were just going to launch <laughs> all the waste into space. Yes. Oh, man. That reminds me of the giant ball of trash from Futurama. I mean, you just toss it in the sun right away, you know? Yeah. Helps add some 
Goo. Sun goo. The sun could use more goo, Fox. I'm not even going to argue that point because it is blatantly true. Hey, listen. Like, stay tuned for where we watch movies and Conrad has a hours-long rant about garbage plant the garbage planet in that Kurt and Kurt Russell vehicle soldier I got I, I got I got oh opinions, my God. don't like a garbage <laughs> planet anyway after that there's a page uh, uh Star Lord beats us at a Starfax um editorial right. here but mostly warning about he's warning about an, an in in instel fed spy here on earth and we got rules mm. for star blast which seems very like a lot of like filling in boxes I, uh. I i didn't read these fox i gotta say i don't know how to play these games um mm -mm. but you can for 40 pence get a pretty sweet skateboard pendant just to wear <laughs> this is so the boarding. 70s i hope it's huge me too. I mean, especially because these are like these are different from skateboards that I know, Fox. Like they don't have like trucks at this point. I think it's just sort of like skateboards are just kind of dollies in this period, is my understanding. Oh, really? I think so. Could be wrong. Willing to hear from others, um, but speak. But uh, I guess um, what I don't know. Speaking of a uh, strange technology, Fox. I guess. Yeah, sure. I'll take it. Electronux. Yeah, let's go to Blueprint 3 Strontium Dog. Time to punch and hammer and throw a thing and watch out for fire. It's going to be great. Yeah, punch, Nux. It's all in the mind. In the mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to test Johnny, I'm sure you'll find. Uh, script, John Wagner is T.B. Grover. Art, Carlos Escara, Lettering, Jack Potter. Papa Porca celebrates with his men when Johnny Alpha comes rocking in with a beam polarizer. Hell yeah. It's a big spinning sky top, I guess. It draws in all blaster fire like a magnet. And the boys wade in just to kick the crap out of these dudes. Oh, man. I mean, Look at these. Sternhammer just jumps in and smashes two of them at once. It's beautiful. Big hammers, big electro nucks. Everybody's taking a bunch of guys out and stuff like that. You know, I think this image here, actually, of um, of the boys rocking in and Johnny tossing the beam polarizer, that's a real iconic Strontium Dome mm -hmm. image right there. Strong agree. But as they fight, Papa Pork takes the captain of the Astro Liner hostage. Got a knife to his throat. It's the knife's dilemma. Stand, you know, again, it's a whole thing. Um, sorry, let's take a pause here for another page of Hell Planet. Ooh, Beaster is just more of these dudes. I like these little what red guys hell? eating this bat. He has, a, space he has bat. a med pack on his on his uh, on his calf. <laughs> Boot pack. And what's going on with that gun holster? It's in the wrong direction. I mean, I guess. Well, maybe he's got like weird arms. So many aliens do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's. So I don't like him. Weird arms. So with a knife to his throat, Johnny tells Wolf to nix the beam polarizer. And um, we're into... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> and then Johnny uses blaster. He does that thing where the beam goes through the captain and then oh, hits Papa Porca. That's such a that's such a move that was around this time. It's the laser that you have to. What was the the Moon Olympics? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Space Olympics. That was a big, um, big battle between the, uh, Mega City One and East Meg, where they had to fight people and they had like yeah, like long range beam things. 
But it it would only explode at the distance they set it. It's such a yeah. weird weapon. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of these space weapons. That's the oh man, I'm all over the place. Get these pages back. Okay. Yeah. Freaking middle thing. I hate it. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Um, with the pirate leader at gunpoint, Johnny tells the pirates to surrender and return any prisoners. Johnny lets Papa go after he promises not to attack the Astro Liner. Man, but of don't course, do that. yeah, once they let him go, he immediately like goes back on his word. You know? Yeah, he's a he's a bad guy and also a pirate. Yeah, but luckily that's when uh, Johnny activates the mini nuke he hid in Papa Porka's <laughs> pocket, and his ship explodes. All right. <laughs> Thank oh. you and good night. Great to see mini nukes coming back again. Always. The Astroliner captain apologizes for his treatment of Johnny, and the boys go to check on the Gronk, but he's in a bad way, sadly. Oh no. What's this is his heart's is? It couldn't they couldn't handle the action, you know? Oh, or satisfaction. Oh no. The excitement of the whole thing's been too much for his heart's, and he has one last request that Wolf skin him and make him a jerkin. It's his dying wish. What the f <laughs> That's how they do it for Gronks. They got customs. Oh my god. Uh, it's his dying wish, so Wolf pulls out a knife and does so with his nice furry new coat. Oh, yeah. Okay, so now the look is, is basically complete for old Sternhammer. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, they, they bury the Gronk in space. And the rest of the <laughs> Which trip just is... means jettisoning him. Well, yeah. Space. I mean, that's how they do it. It's like being buried at sea, but it's space. And they spend the rest of the trip in first class. Next time, yeah. go for your blasters. Gotta shoot first, man. Yeah, crazy. Well, pretty good. Just wearing Gronk skin this whole I, time. Yeah, I, I did not know that. Uh, it really changes some things. I also, I mean, it's it's his his uh, kind of like how you know he's like skin you like what the fuck. I love how he's drawing him just like because he's so animated. Yeah. Uh, Sternhammer gets all the faces, and they're all the best faces. He's got the best yeah, definitely. faces. Oh, Jesus, but uh, so yeah, sorry. I mean, I mean, this era of Wolf is way more animated in generally than I like. We see a lot of big. I mean, like you said, we see a lot of big faces from Wolf in a way that I don't think we see when he comes to 2000 AD. There, he's much more stoic, and Johnny kind of becomes the star. I think big face energy. Like, look at this. Look at this guy. You know, he's crazy. <laughs> got those eyes. <laughs> Can't trust that. And hey, speaking of crazy eyes, Fox. Oh, my God. And it's real awkward. I was looking at it the whole time. Can't look <laughs> away. Let's go to Blueprint 4, Planet of the Damned. Script by Pat Mills is Ari Wright. Art Alfonso Aspiri lettering Tom Frame. Right? I think that's right. No, yeah. no, it's Pena who's drawing. Ah, I've messed it all up. Anyway. Business tycoon Lou Kerr is the main attraction of this party by Charlie's Angels. It involved him being tied to a stick and then carried to a big old fire. So, like I said, cannibal adjacent here. We aren't saying I mean, words, but this they are slobbering. Like the guy in the bottom right corner is drooling over this idea. Oh yeah, <laughs> that drooling. <laughs> Uh, the passengers can't do anything about it, but of course our buddy Flint is uh, prepared to make a rescue. 
at least until those damn Nazis show up and take him captive. There's Nazis everywhere, Fox. I'm telling you, man, they're always causing grief. Look at look at the shenanigans. Got him at gunpoint, trying to stop him, yelling at him to be quiet, saying he's stupid. All this stuff, it's terrible. <laughs> Nazis, they're just yeah. really, you know, uh, annoying, mostly. Definitely, yeah, they... Uh, they make uh, they make Flint take them, lead them to Hagen's camp as Captain Roker from the airplane tries to um, tries to save Kerr. But got kicks into the kicked into the bonfire for his trouble. I believe that kills him. I don't know if he shows up later. <laughs> I mean, you know, face full of fire, you're not really recovering very well. Also, Definitely. great boot kick. Yeah, it's good times. Suddenly, uh, Schmidt and the Germans appear, and it's just a big fight time. Flint jumps the in Nazis on the are action. rescuing these people. <laughs> well, I mean, they're just more sort of ambushing the um, the uh, um, Charlie's Angels, and then sort of escape. And then um, our our guys are able to escape in the melee, basically. God. It's just um, insane. What is going on? He tells the passengers <laughs> to run and that Kerr is good as dead. And suddenly a swarm of abhumans is called to the melee as the few remaining passengers and Flint try to leave to head to this mysterious sanctuary he's been talking Acid about. Acid spit. Acid spit. It's real bad. Oh, oh man. They're taking Lou away. Yeah, so we pause briefly for this ad for a roto plane. Roto plane, yeah. sky's the limit, buddy. Oh wow! Okay, guys. Um, and then has seen on TV. Yeah, you, you can find ads for it on uh on a on on YouTube if you're interested. I guess it looks kind it's of like interesting. A styrofoam. It's, plane, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a kite, basically. Oh, anyway. Okay. Yeah, the abhumans are upon both Angel and Nazi. Schmidt is killed by the abhumans, and the rest of the Nazis then decide to join Hogan. So it's sort of a mixed um, ally and Axis God. group running through the wasteland <laughs> now. <laughs> this is this is a this is a, a not a good look here. Once you start bringing on Nazis and your cannibals, everything is just like you're you know. Not oh. not a good look from a bad guy standpoint. Uh, listen, Mike. listen, we got a big tent. You know, we got to let everybody in. <laughs> <laughs> the abs are distracted by Kerr and they take his body off somewhere as the rest of these okay. jerks make a run for it. Meanwhile, the survivors are moving along a cliff face and Flint says that the vista ahead of them is sanctuary. What, that really, that flat top mountain? Yeah, I think so. All right. Next time, she's drowned, dead on dry land. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Still, this is weird. Oh, yeah. I, end of the Damned is real weird. I. This is, it, it's uh, this <clears throat> kind of constant reminder that we're in the 70s, man. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm really digging it just because anything goes within Planet of the Damned. Oh, definitely. Like. Yeah, they don't care. People are getting set on fire. Good amount of uh, ab human slaughter. Bad, just different groups of bad feet. guys teaming up. It doesn't matter. I like that. That's their go-to move: is just look and spit. I mean, it seems to work. It fucking works great. It sets people on fire for God's sake. Definitely, you gotta love it. Oh, I and love it. Speaking of Nazis, Fox, on the topic. Oh, Jesus, on the topic From of one your Nazi buddy, to the another. Nazis. Um, oh yeah. Let's go to Blueprint Five. Time Quake. 
script Chris Louder's Jack Adrian art uh, Magalani Salinas lettering Jack Potter. So Salinas took over last episode and he'll be with us for the rest of time quake basically. Okay. Um, this time base we're in, it's in a mortician shop uh, in uh, oh, 1978. Right. It's being broken into by these no good Nazis. Luckily, these go no good Nick Nazis. No. Luckily, because it's a <laughs> funeral parlor, Blocker and the base chief can stuff a few dudes into coffins and then use All those right. coffins to jam the door shut. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh my God. <laughs> Unfortunately. These Nazis are pretty ruthless. Who could have guessed? So yeah, it's they, time to kill our own men. Yeah. Oh, they established themselves as evil. I wouldn't have guessed that because they're Nazi. <laughs> oh, weird. I guess we're just going to have to throw this potato grenade in there and uh, blow up our dudes. Blow expendable. Our dudes. Screaming expendable while he does it. That's the key. Oh, my God. Expendable. Blocker in the base head who's named Stein or maybe Steiny. I'm not sure. Sort of calls uh, them both. Um, you're stymied by this name. Uh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> they rush down to the basement where the time machines are kept, but Stein's hit in the crossfire. So Locker goes kill crazy on these Nazis. Oh, she's shooting and beating them with the gun. This is great. Ah, come on! A lot of ways to kill these Nazis. It's always a fun time. Throw them down a, a hatch, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the swarm of baddies um, bowls Blocker into the time base where Steiny's managed to open a time portal but not crawl through. So Blocker tosses Steiny through the warp, then uses his machine gun to blow up the time gear, Fuck scrambling yeah. a couple of Nazis that were trying to make the jump as well. They're scattered over 85 billion years. Or they million, are not looking good right now. Yeah. That means he can't escape. Ah, nuts. But is just sort of the way things go. And he quickly gets uh, pistol whipped by some of these Nazis. Man, one pistol whip and the man goes down. Sad. I need two. You know, I got to say it's the the uh, the the pistol whip is the chloroform of its time. You know, I feel like they're they're contemporaneous, honestly, like maybe chloroform is more for a lady, I guess, as opposed to chloroform is for a man. I would say chloroform is more uh, for Tintin than anybody else. Tintin that man has got all, all the time. The, time. Yeah. the dog got chloroformed, for God's sake. Snowy knows how to party. All right. We know it. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Blister and blue barnacles. <laughs> all right. So, uh, uh, oh, where am I at? Yes. Okay. So he's pistol whip. He's carried off by SS guys. The Reichleiter won't be pleased, but at least they got Blocker, if not the time equipment. Uh, Blocker wakes up a few hours later. His time straps has been taken. He looks outside. He's in Buckhouse. Oh, uh, snap. What is Buckhouse? Uh, Buckingham Palace. Oh, okay. That, okay. that now just makes a lot of sense. <laughs> been turned into a Nazi maximum security prison. End what? in the comic. Uh a palace? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, like old palaces and fortresses and stuff become prisons sometimes. I mean, that's what the Bastille is in, in France. It was sort of a, a what at one point a palace and then it became a fort and then it was a prison by the time it was uh, 
you know, everybody got revolutionary and stuff. I'd just use it for its cool-ass house status. Well, I mean, they are doing that also, for the record. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, they're enjoying those uh, those giant chandeliers. Yeah. Um, he's taken to an officer hanging out in a sumptuous apartment, playing on a very fancy piano. He's the mm-hmm. Gauleteer of London. And okay. He's got a triptych of paintings up on the wall. Pretty awesome. Um, I, have, I love a triptych. One of a nice old Hitler here. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the other of Martin Bormann, chief of the Nazi Party Chancellery and Hitler's private secretary. In okay. real life, he's believed to have been killed by Russians, but his body was never found. He was tried mm-hmm. in absentia in Nuremberg. And then kind of became a Nazi Elvis, basically, like where he was definitely dead. But, you know, periodically <laughs> people would say that he they spotted him one place or another or something like All that. All right. Um, well, I stand by my Nazi Elvis reference. I feel like that's pretty solid. <laughs> that's, no, that's pretty good. Um, he's too young in this painting, though, obviously. Like he was a cont- one of Hitler's contemporaries. So he shouldn't be still like not an old guy in this painting is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe it was... See, here's the question I have. Why would you do the old Hitler painting and not like the young Hitler painting? Well, one, I mean, they did have that vote to determine which one, whether it be old <laughs> Hitler or young as, Hitler. As we know, fascists very famous for their, Ooh, for their bringing, voting rights. Bringing back that, uh, that, that, that Nazi Elvis. We're talking about it a lot. Oh, oh God. <laughs> but I mean, I've also, you, you, you'd want current ones. Like they'd probably, probably send out a, uh, probably send out like a new painting every year or something like that to update <laughs> your shit, you know? It's, it's a yearly almanac. Oh, that's great. But anyway, could this mean that Borman is this traitorous time trooper, Fox? Uh, what the fuck? A member of time control, a no good Nazi? We'll find out soon, I guess. I mean, it sounds like the answer is yes. The foreshadowing here is pretty thick. It's Next just time. stating it at this point. Definitely. Next time, press the red button marked 10. I feel like that's not a good button to press. Mm. And I'll say here is really where, like, we saw it before, but I really want to, like, I, I, I can't believe I haven't said it yet. As much as we talk about um, the similarities between Blocker and um, and Bill Savage, to me, mm. he's re- really clearly based on, like, a mid-70s, like, Jack Nicholson here, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, sort yeah. of a, a five e- easy pieces of um, mm. Jack Nicholson, you know? Yeah. I can really see it in his face here is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, all that said, Fox, we've reached the end of another issue of Star-Lord, Star-Lord 5 in the books. Good Lord God, how did we get here? Oh, I mean, I think we're blazing through these, having a good time, you know? Having a good time, having a good time. That's right. Rocket blueprint going off to Mars. A pilot. Got my pilot uh, uh, badge here. But anyway. Oh, hell yeah. Fox, I must know. What are your top and bottom thrills for this Ugh. issue five? My blueprints, my blueprints. Which one of you do I like? Mm. Uh, you know, I'm going to – I want to give it uh, to uh, Planet of the Damned. Mm. But 
you lose points for Nazis in my book. <laughs> and man, oh man, Strontium Dog was super rad. Plus, mm. what the fuck? It's a grunk on his shoulder this yeah, whole, this whole time. time. That one's a... Ooh, boy. That one's a weird one for me. Um, but very good. Lots of action. Got some Electronux. Got some... I mean, Sternhammer throwing his hammer across a thing mm. to, to kill fighting. the... Yeah, it was just, I don't know. The pacing's just real good. And then the surprise mini nuke is always just appreciated. Yeah, no one expects it, for sure. No one expects the surprise nuke. Uh, For bottom, mm, not going to give it to Mind Wars because Mind Wars got to kill these kids. I will insist upon it. Got to kill these kids! It's a fucking thing, man. They got to go. I'm going to give it to Time Quake this time. Mm. Good, great action. Again, like, this is more of a... We, we have so much here that's pretty good, but, you know, I could have stood for just a lot more of the shooting and violence instead of the uh, let's just go to the jail and then talk about some things and then mm. find out that a Nazi's a time cop. Uh, all right. Nazis. <laughs> so, Conrad. Yeah. My darling. Ooh. My angel. Ah. Your blueprints. The toppity toppitist and the most disgusting of bottom dwellers. Oh, man. I know. They're good. I think I am going to say my tippity top is that Mind Wars, Fox. Gotta kill these kids. You do have to kill these kids. I insist upon it. I love, like, this this page where this ship breaks into a bunch of different pieces. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good one. So cool. I love it so much. (laughs) I like the idea of it and stuff. It's really neat. And then, like, just how, again, like, I think Angry Ardenny is really my favorite uh, part of the the comic. These eyes. The eye. Look at the eyes on Ardenny. It's real good. Um, Just a lot of it. I like this. Honestly, I like them being carried around by these villagers and stuff. That's really fun, too. It's good times. Um, And then... For my bibbity bottom, it's tough. It is tough. I mean, I guess it. I, I guess it's the Nazi ones. It's either Time Quake or Planet of the Damned. I think. Oh, take that, Nazis! You'll not get a top spot from Conrad. Yeah. Um, you could do a double feature on no, that. No, 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 no. I think I'm gonna say I'll join you with Time Quake. I think. Yeah. Um, I like not enough time cop stuff going on in Time I, Quake. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I do like this fighting. I love the. I love when these bad guys kill their own guys. You know, <laughs> um, that's oh, always. Yeah. A, oh man, a the grenade was me. a good catch. Um, but like, I definitely feel like. There must like I I wonder if you were really into World War like Nazi hunting stuff or something like that you'd be like whoa Martin Borman I know who that guy is and he's a big bad guy um, <laughs> and so you're sort of like whoa like that guy's coming back and stuff but for me it's just kind of like okay like I don't know like I had to it's a Nazi I had to go to Wikipedia to make sure that like this was a real person instead of just another made up guy you know. <laughs> Because they do that a lot. Yeah, I mean, why not? You know, but so yeah. So I guess I'll say yeah. Time quake at the at the bottom here. Um, but all that said, oh man, all right. Thank you so much for sticking by us for another episode. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. 
like what you're hearing, of course, check out our weekly podcast about 2000 AD from your favorite podcast provider. You can contact us at spacebinner2000 at gmail.com in the 2000 AD forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Twitter at spacebinner2k. Everything else, look up spacebinner2000. You'll find us there. And if you'd really like to support us and we appreciate it, feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Cradaline. And again, in the About section of our channel here, we've got links to collected editions for the comics we're, co- we're covering. So check them out, you know, support these publishers, things like that. Come back next hour as Mind Wars is under the gun, Robusters head outside, Strontium Dog metastasizes, the bridges are alive in Planet of the Damned, and Timequake gets blimpy. What? That's right. Until then, I'm Conrad there, Fox, and we... Are the space spinner Star Lord of Thon? Keep watching the skies! (laughs) Hail, Star Troopers! Oh, we're in England for this one. My name is Conrad alongside my friend Fox. This is the sixth hour of the space spinner Star Lord of Thon. Yeah, live stream where two Americans discuss the sci-fi comic Star-Lord one issue at a time. It's 9 a.m. here in Los Angeles, and this hour we're covering Star-Lord issue 6. Cover date, June 17, 1978. This time, Mind Wars dodges an assassin. Robusters are big dang heroes. The Strontium Dogs break up some singers. And Planet (laughs) of the Dam is getting thirsty. And also Timequake takes to the skies. Like, are we talking rigid airship, dirigible? I can't tell you that, Fox. You're going to have to find out. (laughs) But yes, you can find the comics we're covering today in Strontium Dog, the SDAC Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, the Planet of the Damn Collection, and the Judge Dredd Magazine, issues 408 and 409. So we start off with Rod Emblenton drawing a pretty sweet crab monster here, destroying spaceships and stuff. We got some space dudes with spears looking on the interstellar oh, federation invasion begins you have been warned man oh man that that crab's like on it he's ready with those pincers yeah he just pluck that pluck this plane right out of the air man that's crazy see me for his tummy whoa i mean he just, just we don't know that he eats them we just know that he destroys them fox you know that's, no, that's the conclusions. Fair. he's a crab with malice it's true. I mean, so many crabs have malice. That's <laughs> so what happens when you're born with claws. That's right. And speaking of angry folks, Fox, let's go to Blueprint One, Mind Wars. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's get in some hovels. Yeah. Script, Alan Hebden. Art, Jesus, Jesus Redondo. Lettering, Peter Knight. Night falls on the alien village on the planet, oh, on the planet Ujubum. As Yosei Tillman goes to kill Arlen and Ardeni Lycum. Mustachio jerk that he is. Yeah, listen, this guy. Kill those kids. Kill the kids. <laughs> um, Can't be that hard. Yeah, he checks on alien Navy officer Cola Resnick to make sure he's sleeping, then goes to do his dirty work. The kids are sleeping, Ardeni dreaming of her parents' death. Mother, father. Right at the start again, very uh, slightly Star Wars-y here. Mm. She starts awake only to see Tillman standing over her with a gun. She's man, scared. She sleeps She sleeps in the nude, man. Yeah, that's right. Them furs. Very Conan-esque here. Mm. 
Um, she's scared but can't act against someone who's been a friend to her, like Tillman. So the evil Cosmo Narutha. Ugh, presses um, a button. Leader of the jung leader of the juggler has his goon take control of her and attack Tillman, and soon he's turned his own gun on himself. Oh no. Out of control, Ardeni shouts to wake her brother, who tries to stop her, but she's shrouded in a force field and can't stress enough that she's naked under these furs, buddy. I mean, and sleeping right next to her brother, this is getting awkward. Their relationship uh, is, I don't, I'm not, let's not talk about it too much. Um, <laughs> Arlen instead steps in to redirect the fire of Yosei's blaster, which instead cuts through Rashnik's sleeping pole. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm over it here. Sorry. There, there you can check that out. Oh, he falls because he's kind of some kind of, I don't know, koala alien? Slothwala? Yeah. Something. Um, the village awakens and Rashnik knocks out Yosei when he learns that about the plans that Dr. Varn has. The next oh, morning, yeah. which I guess is enough time for everybody uh, suddenly to have clothes on or something, I guess. I mean, you know, they had a couple hours, I guess. Yeah. Yosei says he can't help the kids despite his previous actions. Uh, mm. Yosei's game, or, or uh, Ardeni's game, but Kolo Rashnik skeptical. Meanwhile, Narutha is livid that the federal agent is still alive and sex and sick, or and uh, is so angry at this goon that he sicks my favorite character in Star Lord, Clee uh, Fang, on this yeah. goon. <laughs> Rip him out with your talents. Yeah, take him out, Shoulder Dragon. <laughs> it's always a good dragon to have, Shoulder Dragon. Look at this dude. So rad. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Just talenting the hell out of his face. Definitely. Um well, Narutha orders his troops to allow the humans to leave Yojubum uh, so they can finally get to Earth. Meanwhile, our heroes have Maz Eisley their way to a spaceport town, <laughs> even though it's full of gross aliens. This part's super Star Wars. I mean, look, she's, she's just pointing. Look at all these spacecrafts. We're totally at a port. I mean, and like this, like standing on a hillside overlooking the city is just straight up the entrance to... Um, to Maz Eisley and stuff in the first oh, Star yeah. Wars movie. Just, do they go into a cantina and then they say that uh, psychics can't be there? We don't serve their kind? <laughs> Not quite. Um, so they arrive. It's full of gross aliens. Um, they, they, they do find a cool ship, the Solar Saint, and then go to find yeah. its pilot. Um, and it's in a, indeed a raucous bar, a cantina thing yeah. to find this I to find this uh, pilot guy. You'll say rationally to talk to him. He's some kind of jowly like alien type guy. Love the hair. But then he attacks Kola Rashnik. He's killing him. Oh, damn. Meanwhile, on Earth, Dr. Varn details Star Commodore LeMay to take his ships and invade Ujubum to kill those twins. Kill those kids. We got to kill those kids. I inquisited the hell out of that situation. Why are these kids not dead? Absolutely. Send all the ships. Yeah. Next time. We got them now. Open fire. I hope it's that's just like a if the whole place sets on fire or something. Sure, people are just going to shoot guns, though. Mm, that's how it goes. I know. 
More fires, yeah. speaking of. And I will say, uh, 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 yeah, I, I believe that was White Fire where that uh, – the best, the worst, where that guy went to bang his sister. Didn't he get like a lady oh. to get plastic surgery to then look yeah. like his sister after she died? That's a exactly weird one. Exactly that. Exactly that. Well, or, or she had to and she ended up looking like it. – it was such a weird thing because it yeah. was a very tensely sexual like flashbacks that he had with his sister. I mean, stay – Stay tuned oh, it was Order for... of the Black Eagle. Oh, really? Oh, nah, one of those ones. Anyway. Oh, maybe not? I thought it was White Fire. I don't know. And, oh, yeah, it was White Fire. White Fire. Exactly. Hey, and speaking of flames, Fox, like the flames of nuclear sludge being expelled all over England. Let's go oh, to... Oh, man. Who doesn't like that? <laughs> Blueprint 2, Robusters. We got this rocket. It's stuck in Midpoint Tower. What are we going to heckin' do about that? Gotta go out there. Script, Bill Henry, Art, Ian Kennedy, lettering, Tony Jacob. This leper rocket stuck in Midpoint Tower. It's gonna explode. Uh, Quartz gets six robots, including Rojaws and Hammerstein, to go fix it. As you do. Yeah, but as they go, four of them get melted immediately by the <laughs> raging fires in this towering inferno. So great. And the, does this man go, like, sit inside of a robot's Tim Tim? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we move along. The lads looking for another route find a cleaning robot named Percy with a terrified human inside of him. He's basically the manager <laughs> who just sort of hangs out in there, you know? I mean, I guess if there's a cramped space you want to hang out in, a robot's not the worst place. I mean, you know, it's like a, it's like a womb. Like it's a, it's a comfortable <laughs> spot to rest your and head. And as soon as he comes out, he just starts screaming. <laughs> I mean, they're in the middle of a job again of a of a towering inferno. You know, you should not panic. You got to keep it together. This guy doesn't. Okay. Um, he freaks out, then passes out, and. Uh, <laughs> Percy complains about his uh, crappy job and all that stuff, cleaning yep. the outside of the building and everything. Oh, but it got these suction cups. We can totally use that. Ooh, that gives the bots idea. And indeed, we cut to Percy suction cupping his way through the outside of the building, carrying Rojas and Hammerstein on his back. Oh, my God. I Man, Rojas is just holding on by the sheer ability of his shovel. I mean, I bet he could land on that wheel and he'd probably bounce back off. He'll be, he'd be fine. Yeah, why not? Um, he's quite impressed to learn that they're Robusters, which I think is pretty cool. Like, whoa, you guys are Robusters? That's awesome. <laughs> Dang. It's like you guys could just die at any minute. That sounds rad. <laughs> gotta all, gotta get your autographs. He almost, When he does this, he jostles and almost drops Tiggins to his death. And he's afraid of heights as well. So whatever. Um, <laughs> Hammerstein grabs him as he faints again. And soon this bot trio is um, aboard this, uh, aboard the missile here. Um, Hammerstein knows how to fix these... Um, how to fix these cooling things. What, really? I mean, that's uh, cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah I guess he is a robot. He's got experience from the war and stuff like that, I guess. But yeah. unfortunately, his hands have been changed since he was a soldier oh, yeah. bot. So now his new fingers are way too big to work on these circuits. Oh, no. Too many hammers. Definitely. Uh, Percy, meanwhile, tries to help and sprays soapy water on the uh, melting circuits. But mm, that don't work. <laughs> I'm helping. Now it's just a mess. 
Ugh, gross. All this soapy water around all these circuits. How are we going to do anything, you dang-dang? Well, first, let's add some pressure as Howard Quartz appears on Percy's tummy TV. <laughs> says, hey guys, just FYI, you got two minutes and 35 seconds to fix this thing before it explodes. So, you know, any time, guys, come on. Chop, chop. Exactly. So, to fix it, we got to try Percy's secondary spider fingers to do it. Hammer Sand's going to walk him through. Why did he not use the spider fingers first? Well, I mean, because he was going to do it himself, but now he's got to get, he's got to talk Percy through it. You know, you always want to do it yourself versus yeah, a talk down, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is an inexperienced scrub bot, you know? Luckily, you know, it all works out pretty well. The day is saved. <laughs> Percy's a hero. Hooray. Yeah, good job, Percy. Definitely. Percy faints just like Higgins, which is pretty funny. And the yeah, day is cute. saved. Maybe everyone prepares to go just because, you know, listen, we're still stuck on this thing, but I guess someone can help us out or whatever. I mean, or you just wait for that robot to unpass out. Yeah, it'll be fine. Anyway, next time on Robusters, it's instant destruction for any robot involved in a Hume killing. I mean, I feel like, yeah, you know, first law of robotics. They don't use those rules, Fox. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a whole different sci-fi thing. Come on. Yes. It's true. I mean, look, all I'm saying is just, you know, probably don't, don't kill people. That's why Judge Dredd does it. Yeah. He's killed millions of people, Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not a robot. That's uh, the goddamn difference. And listen, he's the law. I feel like a lot of, like, people who haven't read very much Judge Dredd might disagree with you about whether he's a robot or not. Oh. Ooh, think about it. Uh -huh. um, so we got Starfax, which is basically... um. The instel in instel fed guy that we yeah. spy that we had last time has been caught. An interrogation right. reveals that what Dexio Five has been invaded by a claw regiment of giant crabs. Oh no! All right, well that sucks. But if they've been invaded, that means we're next. So keep sending letters and watching the stars and collecting Hell Planet game pieces. And eat more crabs because they will try to overthrow you as soon as their crab uh, gods descend upon this planet. Absolutely. Also, eat more shreddies because you can get some Star Wars rub down transfers if you do. Rub down transfers. Haven't you? Just, you like, like it's like a paper and you like put oh, it on something uh, and then you like tattoos. draw it in. I... Yeah, and it sort of transfers it to an object. You know. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. We, I remember those being very sort of like, you know, for the Shrinky Dink set, basically. Um, <laughs> Shrinky Dinks, Jesus. Listen, it's a good time, you know? Deep cut. And speaking of folks having a good time, Fox. Oh, yeah. Time to shoot everything. It's it's Instel, Instel Fed, Interstellar Federation, but they, they shorten both it, the Interstellar, like, like the in- and the stellar part. It's very confusing. <laughs> um, yeah, in stellar. And, and, and it leads to plenty of hilarious mishaps. We definitely don't see enough of them to know if they're in cells or not, but I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they might be. Yeah. So, Blueprint 3, Strontium Dog, Script Robot, John Wagner's DB Grover, Art Robot, Colors of Scare, Learning Robot, Steve Potter. My boys. On the planet Mistastist. <laughs> oh, that's uh, okay. 
They love being criminals. They hate strontium dogs. <laughs> they got a song about it. Hey, you know, it's the biggest hit on Metastas. Write out your will and cash in your chips if you're thinking of making a punishment trip to Metastas. Oh, hell yeah. Dogs come here to plunder. We blow them apart and bury them under Metastas. There's... This is, uh, you know, it's it's the usual jaunty song that you get while drinking your space beer and Mac Mac. Those blood-sucking vultures on alien cultures will end up... Oh, it can't be, by God! <laughs> Zug! Johnny Alpha and Wolf! Oh, they're <laughs> all in one place. Is that not just, you know, the easiest way for everyone to gun you down and take your back? By God, they've shot him in half. Well, I figure if there was that many in theory, no one would try to get him because everybody would want to shoot the strontium dogs. But Johnny and Wolf, you know, again, we've talked about this. They're like not S tier. They're like SSR tier. Oh, yeah. They're, they got them pluses next Ultra to their name. Top. They got a gold gold border. They're the ones who like when you open that gotcha menu – like they're the they're they're the picture that's on the chest, Fox. Oh yeah, and I mean he's videotaping the whole thing, talking your language with these loot boxes. I can tell. Uh, oh God. <laughs> anyway, no! they, they run in, start beating everybody up. We take a break uh, briefly for some more Hell Planet here. I like this alien Psycho. He's got kind of a laser lasso. I want to say chainsaw sword. Something. He's got a secondary. Laser knife here as well. Gotta have the secondary laser knife. Yeah. Also, say, he has a big kill on his forehead. That I appreciate. Ooh, yeah, that's what you know what he's interested in. I will say, yeah, mm -hmm. um, last time, too, we've, we've had a couple real iconic Strontium dog images. This one here as well in the upper right is a real, like, I think this is on the cover of a couple of Strontium dog collections and stuff. These real classic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now we continue. Oh, come on, pages. Do what I want you to do. Okay. They arrive here. And listen, all these guys have rewards on them. But Johnny and Wolf care about them, Fox? No, they don't. Uh, heck no, man. We gonna take you in, baby. No, no, they don't care about these guys because they're here for the big fish. Oh, that's right. So these right. guys are just, just done? Just get out of here? They're just small fry, <laughs> all right? They're just here to give them some information because they're looking for the big guy, Cancer. Oh, okay. Well. Ooh, I wish I'd, <laughs> I wish I'd saved some level of a, of a vocal ability for now, Fox. I could do Cancer real scary. But at this I mean, point, we... I got to talk at just a normal volume or I'm not going to make it. I, I gotta, I mean, if you're gonna call yourself that, you already know you're bad. He spells it the best way, too, man, with a K and a K-S, K-A-N-S-Y-R. Oh, that's badass, buddy. <laughs> Johnny uses right. Alpha Vision to force a mutant to talk, as you do. Gotta use these powers. Gotta. And... They basically, and, they, and then sort of send him out, tell him Johnny Alpha's looking for him, all that kind of stuff. They wait for him to show up. Oh, my God, this nose. And Johnny Alpha remembers his early days as a strontium dog. I guess if we're sort of imagining this as part of the strontium dog lexicon, this would be like, mm. I don't know. Like, maybe this nose guy sort of got in early or was strontium dog in, like, during the mutant revolution. Possible. So we got sort of like, like a, like a, 
early 20s Johnny Alpha here being trained up by a dude with a really ridiculous nose, Sniffer Martinez. <laughs> oh, my God. But then, sniff him out, Sniffer. <laughs> but then... Oh, he's got a nose for these kind of things. Why? Why? <laughs> but uh, they tried to catch this cancer guy, but cancer did like he, you know, he used his, his his special ability, brain powers, and killed and killed Sniffer Martinez instead. Wow. Oh no! What a jerk! Sni- uh, cancer was arrested, but Sniffer was killed. And now he's escaped again. We're just going full Batman here. You know, a, uh, <laughs> a powerful bad guy that was previously caught has broken out of space prison and is now um, on the loose. <laughs> it's time for me to get vengeance for a dude with a big old nose. Yeah, can't honker. Exactly. Yeah, but as Johnny tells this story, Wolf pulls a gun on him and <gasps> Wolf himself seems to turn into some kind of giant mantis monster. Oh, what? It wasn't Wolf at all. It was a gross-ass mantis monster. That's right. Next time, I won't give you the pleasure of killing me. Oh, that's what someone says when they're about to kill themselves. Ooh, it's true. Mm, it's it's like a blame way out of that. Man, I don't want to. I don't want to judge how people that's fair. kill themselves. I don't. Well, let's move on. <laughs> this right? is such a great move. Them kicking open the door and just shooting. Absolutely. Do you think they also shot, shot the singers? Did they get oh, out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're all bad. I mean, you know, they could. Everybody had bounties. They said so. Presumably, these are a bunch of evil singers. That's uh, that's fair. Or at least singers, singers can also be murderers. Singers wanted for things, you know. Oh yeah. Oh plagiarism, certainly. Ooh, they they ran out on the recording contracts, I guess. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a fucked up one. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> These record companies, buddy. They'll they'll kill you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's a slippery it's a slippery ladder. The one of success, Fox. Oh boy, come on there, buddy. And speaking of slippery ladders, let's go to Blueprint Four, Planet of the Damned. Script Pat Mills as R.E. Wright, Art Pena, lettering robot, lettering Tom Frame. That's our boy, my man, Tommy. Got to do it. So, this guy, he's trying to climb a ladder, but as he does, he hesitates. Yeah, and it starts to get covered in ooze because the ladder's alive. Oh, oh, what? Live ladder? Live ladder? Ew. That's right. By God, from the top of the ladder. <laughs> oh, my God. Listen, the whole team's trying to climb up this ladder here. We kind of see them down down at the base. Like, here's just a bunch of random folks. I think that's Flint up there. Man, at that point, I'm not touching that ladder. Real gross. Mm-mm. Well, you gotta. You gotta get up there, but you gotta be fast or the ooze will get you. Just how oh, things man. go on the road to sanctuary. You better not badmouth it. <laughs> They, wow. They finally reach the top, but they can't stop here because uh, Sanctuary is country. too kind. <laughs> For instance, it offers folks some fruit. This oh, lady yeah. po- eats one of the fruits. Ooh, she gets real sexy with it, Fox. This is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. She is into this fruit. She is, I don't care what it is, but I'm going to make sure everyone knows that it's making me real happy. Yeah, she eats it and it seems fine. Man, that fruit is mouthwatering. 
<laughs> so mouthwatering that suddenly a torrent oh, of gross. water pours gross. out of her mouth. Oh my god. And she just like look it's terrifying. Oh, and she just dies really gross. in a giant puddle of, of, of saliva because oh. on drowning on dry land because sanctuary provided some fruit to oh. slake her thirst that just made her gave, you know, some kind of genie genie monkey's paws wish. Oh my god. <laughs> just a picture of her from behind vomiting out her own saliva. Pretty terrifying. <laughs> so gross. Pretty good. Um, uh, Hackman is in, is incredulous about all this, and I will say, Fox, look at this dude. He's got a kicking bod for a sci-fi oh, yeah. writer, you know. I mean, listen, you know, he's he's between chapters. He's just benching. He's he's uh, he's uh, you know praying to the Iron Gods, as it were. That guy is. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's got so much sinew. His six pack's almost as good as George R. R. Martin's, buddy. Oh, <laughs> egg. Um, eventually, damn. though, they arrive at this massive for, uh, fortress of sanctuary. There's a big old moat and a drawbridge. It lowers, revealing oh a pretty God. sweet what? knight on elephant what back. Looking. <laughs> Why is this here? Why is there a knight on an elephant with the? <laughs> What the flail? What is this? What is this? This is your line? <laughs> the, the, the living ladder and the drowning fruit were cool? We're cool? But yeah. one one dude rides out on an elephant with a giant goddamn mace and you're incredulous? <laughs> yes. Ball and chain, I guess? How did the how did the knight get here? How did the elephant get here? You know, like there's so many questions. Drawbridge? You made they made chains. How did the elephant get here, buddy? You haven't seen Dumbo? They fly all the time. Oh, that's fair. Baby, oh, that would be horrifying. Baby elephant straight into the Bermuda Triangle <laughs> got all fucked up. It's real sad. Fox. This is how how Dumbo really ends. Oh, that's sad. I don't like it. But anyway. This guy, he's on an elephant. He challenges Flint. Flint fights back. He's gonna kick this guy's ass. Calls him I, you Prince know, Rudolph. All that stuff. Why one one nearly nude man with a sword against an elephant and a man with a huge as fuck flail? Like this is this is not the fight that I would. I, I'm not betting on him. He should I, not win this. Are you kidding? Like he's got the he's got he's like level twenty. He's been grinding Avman experience points all this time, but he's got oh, like that's some, true. some combat feats and stuff. Some real D and D shit happening here. If, you know? if that elephant starts spitting, he's gonna know what to do. I feel oh like. Oh my god, spitting elephant! Just machine gunning <laughs> out like peanuts or something like that. I've seen this oh, movie. Oh yeah. Anyway, next time he's gonna flatten me. Yeah, I mean it's an elephant, buddy. That's exactly what they do. Oh, man. All right. Next up, we got more Star Blast rules, Fox. All right. We got two <laughs> games running. We got Star Blast and Hell Planet running at the same time. It's so – there's so many games. And I don't – Too many words. Too, Too many, many words. words. I hate it. Also, another into this twirly though. Yeah, another like a kind of kite thing, I guess. Got a lot of kites. Listen, it fly, it hover, it rebound. All right, indoors, outdoors, race it, time your chases. 
easy making it uh, full instructions, and you get you also get a blade with it. A knife. All right, all right, keep it together, buddy. We aren't getting Cut. listen until until Twirly tosses something in my Patreon account. I don't want to do any more ads <laughs> for it. All right, free Twirlies for every subscription, dude. Don't don't make promises. I don't even. I mean, can you even get these anymore? I bet I bet you could make one. Like at a, I could man. Go to, do I look like a make guy? I could go to the hobby store and like like put some shit together. Probably just balsa wood, I'd imagine. Oh God! Get my laid out, Fox. All right. Oh, <laughs> look at oh, Mister Technical. I've got tools called lathe. Listen, I'm podcasting with a uh, with a table full of like Warhammer dudes right now, so I'm I'm That's feeling crafty. Pretty fair. Uh, Anyway, oh, hey, speaking of space fascists, Fox. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Thrill five, time quake. Oh, man. It's really making me quake for what's going to happen with this whole Nazi plot. Well, I'm excited for this Nazi plot. Uh, script, Chris Lauders, Jack Adrian, Art, Magalane, Salinas, lettering, Peter Knight. So... Nazi boss of all the Nazi boss of alternate London demands to know how Blocker's time strap works. So after some goading, he puts it on the wrist of a random soldier and hits the ten oh, button. Oh my god! What? And the soldier disappears. <laughs> this guy is like this guy is top notch villainry. Pretty good. Then by Siegfried. Oh when, my god! When he disappears. Blocker, like the uh, the guy that Blocker was talking to, jumps back, jumps into position where the guy that disappeared was. Oh, dumb! But it turns dumb out, as it, fuck. definitely, it turns out that the ten button was just ten seconds later. So the two guys, <laughs> like like like, time warp into each other and just just and explode. explode. Into, Too much like, meat in one place. Listen, they aren't really drawing it, but that's probably a real gross explosion. Fox. Oh, I mean, they're inside of each other and not, you know, okay. Pretty on. awesome. Pretty awesome. <laughs> Snagging the time strap back, Blocker jumps through a window and escapes to the street. He's got to hide, but as he does, he gets caught by Oh, no. No, from he doesn't. Airship. This is not what happens. This is not what happens. <laughs> Airship lassos, buddy. Oh Come on. my god, this is not how it happens. You didn't spend like you know, maybe this is a maybe this is because I grew up on the East Coast where they kinda where they teach us uh how to where they teach us how to avoid like blimp lassos when we're when we're kids. You know? You still gotta worry about it here in California, you know? Oh my god, I just well, this just now it's qualifying for top. This is a very clear top qualifier. <laughs> so he gets pulled aboard this this blimp. It's got Nazi mark. It's it's got Nazi markings. But the lads oh. aboard have like these Union Jack berets. You can kind of see that's that's how you know. And they start shooting back because it's the British Liberation Front. Oh my god. <laughs> Love it. Man, yeah. this guy has a beard. Look at that. What Everybody's got beards, man. Damn. They're probably Scotsmen, to be honest. But listen, these guys, British Liberation Fund, BLF. I don't want to hear anything else about it. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Sheridan. Dirigible. Same difference. I call them blimps. <laughs> well, blimps explode. Look how... And 
fair point also about these are just this is very like heavy heavy swastikas like why do you put them on the top no one can see them but whatever wait it's blf is the name of a neo-nazi organization (laughs) no the british liberate blf blf oh Oh, yeah i'm sure whatever let's move on (laughs) they're here for the revolution they're gonna (laughs) kick these nazis out buddy they've finally um like stolen all these blimps and oh my god it's so many blimps they're gonna drop bombs all over london and take out the british nazi top brass i feel like they're gonna kill a lot of normal people doing that i mean small price to pay to get the nazis out of england fox i don't know (sighs) i guess Dropping bombs from blimps. Jesus. I mean, it doesn't matter anyway, because when they lassoed Blocker, they blew their cover, which means that now Nazi warplanes have been scrambled and they're shooting these blimps down, despite Blocker's attempts to do some sweet machine gunning from the side of the blimp. Oh, (laughs) my God. Wait. Blimp machine gunning. That's awesome. Wait. And then it it (laughs) explodes. Wait. Yeah. He's just fine. He's fine when it explodes. Listen, like so. So this is why I'm saying blimp because they get hit by the Nazi fire and they just freaking pop. Aye, they got an aye oh. pop here. Oh my god! And just everyone dies but him. That's right. He gets blown three. He's uh, it's curtains for you, Jimmy. Unless you use your time strap to jump two hundred years back into the past. Come on, strap on that time thing. Strap it on. Do some time shenanigans. Hey, why not? Good yeah. on ya. But then, Fox. But oh. then. He hits the time strap and travels, but to a giant Nazi statue. Oh, no. What's going on here? He was planning to go 100 years in the past, but instead he lands in front of a giant Hitler statue. Swastikas everywhere. Borman's still around. He's still Fuhrer. He's gone 100 years in the future. What the actual <laughs> And here we see on? there's a real good I like that it's hand lettered as opposed to some sort of um some sort of uh what you call it? Like stat like a you know serif statue Engraving. letter basically saying like hey listen here is where that um here's where the heroic Nazis beat that German um that German <laughs> or or that uh uh British rebellion thing, you know. Terrorists. Terrorist gangsters, too. They got, they got the double hit. <laughs> Absolutely. So, here we go. Resistance is totally crushed. Blocker's trapped in a Nazi future with a dodgy time strap. He can only go forward. He can't go back. This is going to be a bad one. Oh, my God. Next week on Time Quake. You've fought. You fried him out of, exist- out of existence. Oh, no. He's- He's done that to people. <laughs> I mean, definitely scrambled somebody over 85 million years. So I think frying someone out of existence is fine. Next, you just got to poach somebody out of existence, huh? Eh, 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 eh. Frying, scrambling. I, got, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you eggy bastard. Love eggs. Oh, man. We should not, go. Not love eggs, but I mean, I love eggs. Sorry. I, ho- I hope we get. I hope we after this we can go relax and maybe take a night's Holland days. Oh, 
All right, hour six. Space Bitter Boys wow. have gone insane. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going, man. Fox, I have an important question for you, and it's what are your top and bottom thrills for this issue? Oh, issue six of Star-Lord? And I don't know. Uh, no, no, you know. You're going to tell me, buddy. I do, I do know. I am going to say, oh, Jesus, Living Ladder was real gross. You mm. know what? Actually, no. I am going to say this. It was a toss-up, right? I was going to say Mind Wars just because, I mean, there's some real weird shit going on. <laughs> mm. uh, just, but that's more sub, like on my end. I would give it to Timequake because of that lasso, but Jesus, it's just still more Nazis. Um, but who <laughs> I will Nazis. I'm, I'm, I'm Nazi fatigue, man, but who I am absolutely giving it to is Planet of the Goddamn Damned because, <laughs> holy shit, gross ladder, and then a woman vomits her own soul life. And then an elephant. And then an elephant. Oh, so good. Everything about it is like, it's the best dumb shit. I love this schlock. So sorry, so what's, your, what's your bottom then? Oh, uh, um, uh, time quake because of Nazi fatigue. Yeah, Robusters is on notice. Ooh, bold. I know, because I do love, I love their banter. It's just like, I'm, I'm done with this missile thing. For sure, yeah. I'm, I think but Nazis I, are worse, man. I'm done with Nazis. <laughs> I think I'll join you with uh, Planet as my top. Like, oh, hell yeah. I think I feel like... <sighs> I worry that we might be reaching the end of uh, of a uh, plan of Planet of the Dam's full batshit insanity. <laughs> but this one's really with a bang, like this living this ladder peak. thing, then the fruit, <laughs> then the elephant. It's just like every time I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> There's oh, so God. much. Um, for it's so perfect. I don't know. I might. I, uh. Nazis, man. The lasso is the only saving grace out of fucking time quake. That lasso is so strong, though. <laughs> it's real strong. <laughs> oh, but I might. Yeah, I guess I'll go time quake again. Like this Nazi stuff is fine. I guess. I mean, it is very much the first thing that you think of, I guess. Ooh. Um. But and like these blimps are very silly, like they're very just wearing Nazi pajamas instead of like sort of realistic markings and stuff. Um, Gotta have Nazi print all over your Nazi stuff, man. Like um, uh, Mind Wars was on my list as well. But like, I don't know. I kind of I did like um, Yosei having to kind of feel like worry about, um, you know, whether he wanted to kill Ardeni or not. And again, you know, whatever, like. I, There's I'm, some weird shit going on there that I want to explore. Yeah, I'm finding Mind Wars to be quite delightful. I must, even if it's not getting top every time, I, I'm really no. enjoying it. Um, it is a nice science fiction fantasy story. A lot of this stuff, like all this stuff's pretty good, Fox. I gotta say. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm liking. I'm liking Star Lord so far. Like there's there's just matters of degrees between all the tops and bottoms for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So awesome. I hope everybody Woo. enjoyed the show. Yeah. Sorry. So my, my yeah. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> top planet. Bottom time quake. All right. Let's go. Um, <laughs> what is your top planet? <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed the show. 
If you like what you're hearing, again, check out our weekly podcast, Space Spinner 2000, and your favorite podcast provider. Contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com on the 2000 AD forums. That's right, Sheridan. Uh, <laughs> on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages, on Twitter at spacespinner2k. If you look up Space Spinner 2000, you'll find us there. If you'd, again, really like to support us, we truly appreciate it. So you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradaline. That's our podcast network. And again, in our About section, we got links to collect edition of these comics if you want to check those out as well. And come back next hour as Mind Wars meets their Han Solo, Robusters puts on the Ritz, Strontium Dog learns the cure for cancer. That's with the like, oh. uh, SYR. Uh, yeah, listen, they got got to make these jokes. Um, it's Pachyderm fighting time in Planet of the Dams. <laughs> <laughs> and time quake goes from Nazi future to Nazi far future. Oh, oh. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. Until then, I'm Conrad there, Fox, and we are the Space Spitter Star Lord Athon. Keep watching I have the skies. Tons of eggs. There's lassos in the sky. <laughs> Hail, Star Troopers. Yeah. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the seventh hour of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon live stream where two Americans try to discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. It's 10 a.m. here in Los Angeles, and we've made it past the 25% mark. We're halfway to halfway, Fox. <sighs> yeah, that's right. Pray for me. Definitely. This hour, we're covering Star-Lord issue 7, uh, cover date June 24th, 1978. This time, Mind Wars fights a space battle. Robusters start swinging. Johnny Alpha's got you in his sight. It's plant sanity in Planet of the Damned. And Time Quake <laughs> checks out the Nazis of the 25th century. Oh, Nazis. Yeah, you can find the comics recovered today in Strontium Dog SGHG Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, Planet of the Damned, and the Judge Dread Magazine issues 48 and 49. But this issue, this episode, I'm excited because we're joined by Eamon Clark of the Mega City Book Club. Welcome aboard. Oh! Hi, Conrad Head Fox. I'm Dr. Eamon. I'm here to help. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't need your help. We're doing it on chat- our own. The chat room wants to stage an intervention. So if you need talking down from the Star Lordathon Tower, I'm your man. Okay. No, listen, Star Lordathon forever. Just don't blink twice. Uh, we got to keep going. Oh. <laughs> and Fox, you're the voice in his brain. You've got to make him blink twice. Oh, no, it's blink fine. Twice. So, Eamon, uh, I wonder if Person, you could... Person, woman, I, man, camera, TV. Oh, no, current events. Um, so <laughs> I, I think you've actually covered a couple of these Star-Lord stories in the course of the book club. Could you share your Star-Lord history with us? Yeah, so I know nothing. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm... Unlike your other guests, I'm too old for Star-Lord. So my younger brother got 2000 AD but didn't get Star-Lord. But I have got some of the issues now that I bought on eBay. I've certainly got those uh, collections you've mentioned. I've got the SD Files 1, which we have done on the podcast with mm-hmm. Steve Green, who's in the chat room. Oh, yes. Uh, I've got Planet of the Damned, of course, so I've read that. I've also done Robusters Volume 1 on the on the podcast as well so i've done those that that's my familiarity basically um the ones everybody knows strontium dog robusters yeah. and a bit of planet of the damned 
And we're definitely getting towards these more mysterious ones as we go through through Mind Wars, which was just collected last year, I think. And then, you know, we're getting on to like as we get deeper in, pretty soon we're we're gonna be talking Holocaust, which is this one that that no oh. one knows about. That's really the forgotten thrill. But uh, what? <laughs> listen, <laughs> what is this Nazi stuff? <laughs> No, it's a it's an entirely different Holocaust, buddy. Don't even worry about thank it. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this one's about eight. This one's got Russians, so be oh. ready for that. <laughs> oh, so, boy. the cover, Forbidden Worlds Beyond the Limits of Man's Imagination. See Flint showing down with Prince Rudolph in this extremely red cover by Roman Solo, one of our long-term faves. Oh man, packing in this pachyderm. <laughs> Love this man versus elephant action. It's so good. Barbarians wear more clothes. I know. It's got to be so <laughs> cold on on Planet of the Damned. No, I yeah. got I got to see that barb bod. These barb bodians. They're, they're proud of their physique. They spent all that time strapped to that machine pushing it around like uh, Arnie did. Absolutely. Oh yeah, the the what is it? The slave breaker? Yeah. yeah. It's like a mill or something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of a relentless murder machine, let's go to Blueprint 1: Mind Wars. <laughs> Which is what Conrad and Fox will be doing in 18 hours time. Oh, Listen, my God. <laughs> I'm fighting that mind war every day. Script, <laughs> script Alan Ebden, art, Jesus Redondo, lettering Jack Potter. Um, Star-Lord appears on the top of this page to give us an update on this damn Hell Planet game. I don't care, Star-Lord. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. They don't really know push- about the game. No. The, we got two games, and we keep getting pieces for them. And... I don't I don't care about it. Um, <laughs> wow. Anyway, on the planet Ujubum, federal counselor Kola Rashnik is being attacked by a star trader named Zazda. He tosses away Agent Yosei Tillman and the twins decide to step in, blasting Zazda into a nearby table with their mind powers. Not even lifting a finger, man. Psychic versus Braun. Psychic's going to win every time, baby. It's true. It's uh, Cola steps in to stop them, though, as this is apparently the traditional greeting of the Lenarthian people. So just be cool. Oh, that's rad. That's a very bare feel to it. Yeah, we're going to see a bunch of Lenarthians as time goes by. They're actually kind of lion men, basically. Oh, hell yeah. They look like gummy bears. Well, I mean, this guy is sort of a – he's kind of a, of a, of a wider Lenarthian. We'll meet some thinner ones as time goes by. Um. But yeah, anyway, Zazda turns out to be a pretty swell dude, offers to take the group anywhere they want. They board his ship, the Solar Saint, and blast off. Three engines, three times the awesome. That's the key. (laughs) Um, As they fly, they pass a fleet of Federation ships, which after some misgivings, fire on the planet Ujubum and destroy it. Whoa. Damn. They are not playing around. (laughs) I like that the explosion is is uh, somewhat off screen, man. It's behind a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It seems like they just kind of glass it. Basically, it's not a full like Death Star blow mm. up. It's more just sort of like taking taking out life on it or something. I feel like I've seen that in a film there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, mm. I can't put my finger on it. No. Did Dan Dare ever get a movie? <laughs> He, oh, well, he, yeah, well, he, he did, destroyed yes. enough planets, I'll say that yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
never going to let that go. That man is no. a war criminal. Yeah. <laughs> the warships spot the solar saint and Zazda tries to evade, but it's no use. He asks the twins for help and they concentrate as the Navy targets the saint. But the saints, but the twins go into a trance and a force field protects the ship as it's fired on by all the fleet's weapons. They got to hold hands to do it. That's the key. Yeah. This is there's some weird shit going on. There's a lot, yeah. there's a lot of like. Listen, we've talked about about text versus subtext in the course of our. I'm just saying, here. gotta kill these kids. A lot of, yeah. lot of, lot of closeness by these twins, you know. Um. Anyway. Um. They can't. Yeah. The uh. They they're in a trance protecting the ships, but they can't do it for long. And the attacks are having a great toll on Arlen and or and our Denny. When suddenly a couple of juggler ships appear out of nowhere and make suicide attempts on the Fed ships. Oh, man. Rough. <laughs> yeah, it's not clear where they could go, but without any other any other options, they enter into translight speed. As Yosei <laughs> says, you're just going to have to live with the death and destruction you cause in your wake. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, all right. You're going to have to live with the fact that wherever you go, you're going to leave a trail of death and disaster from one end of the galaxy to the next. Ooh, I've been told, oh, okay. by, that, been told that by my dad a couple of times. Man, it's dumb. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, just, uh, you know, I mean, I really feel like uh, between the lines, reading between the lines with this guy, he's you got to kill these kids. He's definitely tried to last episode. You know? um, <laughs> Jesus Redondo Art, though. Oh, oh yeah. it's beautiful. I yeah. guess you've been talking about that a lot, haven't you? Everybody says that, don't they? I mean, it's it's glorious stuff. Just all these aliens, these cool crowd scenes, these spaceships. I mean, um, yeah. Pre- previously, we've seen these spaceships like they can they can all like deconstruct into like two dozen like smaller ships and stuff like that so and it looks really nice and i and i just really love yeah again just all these pictures of um arlen and our daddy like using their powers and stuff it's very cool it's really like the, the art's great absolutely yeah my favorite is uh just a dude getting tossed from one panel to another yes like just oh it's so good oh yeah, yeah like breaking all the, the, breaking the border here great. for sure yeah <laughs> the Lenarthian Grecian ritual sparked more than one war, war through being misinterpreted. <laughs> you think you might want to change that ritual, you know? It's their culture, <laughs> really? you know? Uh, oh, it started a war. Okay. Well, I guess we're just going to have to live with it. Clearly, they're still around. Definitely. Yeah. Next time on... Oh, oh, oh my God. Hey, do what I say. All right. Next time on Mind Wars, let me die in peace. Please let me die. No way, buddy. You got 17 hours to go, just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Coming with us. Jeezy oh. <laughs> Pete's trans light speed. Really uh not my not my preferred method. Much more of a warp man. Mm. Wanna go plaid? I know what that's oh, like for sure. Plaid's, plaid's a deep cut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And speaking of more space adventures, let's continue on to Blueprint 2. Come on, buddy. Robusters. Skip Pat Mills, Art Carlos Pito, lettering Tony Jacob, 27. Do robots need breasts? (laughs) I mean, need, you know, like... (laughs) Dancing girl robots need. Yeah, this, I mean they're apparently. they're entertaining. They're entertainment robots. They need whatever you know. Oh man, Jeez. it's niche, Fox. It's a certain niche. That's, you know what? True. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. shame. Don't shame. Okay. 
Oh my God. It's 2078. The TV ads are all the same. Get away from the pressures of Earth by going to the Ritz Space Hotel. Fully roboticized for the holiday of a lifetime. There's sexy lady dancing bots at Max, this red Frank Sinatra slash C3PO kind of guy. He's got that. He's got a disk drive at the top of his head so you can play what you want. Ooh. And he's got the tummy uh, record player like C3PO does. Ooh. Yeah. He's the championship belt area, baby. Always. <laughs> He's singing songs and the praises of the fine food the hotel offers. <laughs> There's so he's just Playing up the hotel to the guests that are already at the hotel? Well, I mean, this is like a commercial for to bring you in, you know? We see, like, when you go there, you can play tennis against robot opponents designed to let you win, which is pretty solid. Oh, in zero gravity? <laughs> that's the oh, best way to yeah. play tennis, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how it would work. No, no, me. <laughs> we got rooms with nice amenities and low prices because robots oh might be sentient beings, but they don't get paid because they're literally slaves. <laughs> hey, why not? Sure, We're, great. Subtext is text. This is written by Pat Mills. It's not just wow. clever statements. It's not just a clever Do credit card. Do not tip your bellboy. I brew Bell you some lot. nice sweet tea. That's a, yeah, there's a familiar sentence. Robots. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Sadly, as these things do, the vacation of your dreams can quickly turn to nightmares. That's robots. Of course it's going to turn to nightmares. Yeah, we see a robot manager. <laughs> we see a robot manager telling the robots to, like, pack up for the night and stuff when suddenly yeah. Max reaches round and chokes the manager to death with a mic cable. My God. And his, his face goes from, I'm a robot, my face doesn't move, to sinister robot face, I'm a murderer now. Yeah, it's good. You know, you got to have these alternate faces, you know? Oh, man. Got to got a murder face on. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't hey, like don't murder. Stop making robots that can kill you. It's, it you know, seems never. very simple. Mm -mm. It seems like the whole plot of Westworld, doesn't it? <laughs> Listen, I don't want to have a robot-based hotel if I can't accidentally be killed by those robots. I mean, how else are you going to have a murder mystery in your robot hotel? That's right. Yeah, yes. Just a murder. One guest must die. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Give me Man, robot liberty. You know, <laughs> the plan's on. They're, they're going to kill all these humes. But first, they got to wait to get the right humes in there. Jeez, everybody's in on it? Yeah. Listen, they got a powerful hotel union, for oh, sure. That's what said that it's all about murder. Yeah. Meanwhile, at the Robusters base, Howard's, Howard Quartz's secretary, Miss Marilyn, is on her way to work, getting catcalled by all the robots, which I don't think is cool. Like, what's going on here, guys? It's very heavy metal. It works both ways. I guess so. Oh. Um, and then uh, Howard Quartz pops out of the window and shakes his umbrella at him. Get out of here! <laughs> no, good. I've got phone calls to take. Exactly. Um, oh, geez. Okay, where am I at? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay, a bot with a hard hat named Half Tough checks on her about his new arm. He's been missing one. But oh. apparently it's still in the mail, which is sad. Uh, Amazon delivery's delayed again. Oh, boy. Only essentials. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, Rojas and Hammerstein are on their way to meet with Quartz. They banter with Half Tough and then with Marilyn, who once they're in private admits that half tough will that half tough's arm will never arrive because British oh. Lamech has stopped making that part. Oh. Oh no. Uh, and that is British Leyland. Very sad. And that's uh and um it's tough because he is the one bot that's really stoked to go on a mission despite the fact that he can't cuz he's got missing the arm and stuff like that. I mean, uh, it's only half tough. And now, you know, he's only got half his arms. It's a paradox, you know? <laughs> Howard Quartz arrives. He's going to a conference at the Space Ritz tomorrow when he wants Rojas and Hammerstein to come with him. Hammerstein is a bodyguard and Rojas undercover as a new cooker unit. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I guess he's got the flipper, you know? Yeah. He uses shovel. I mean, we'll see. He does actually look like the uh, like the, the, the waiter bots that, that are, are working at the hotel. We'll see that next episode. Oh, interesting. They also eat garbage? I mean, they eat something, I guess. I don't know. Um, but so um, th- they're going to go soon. They're on a ship to the Ritz. But both bots have a bad feeling about this. More Star Wars stuff next time. From Sewer Bot to Waiter Bot. Oh, yeah, boy. Moving up in the world. Now we can did, eat fancy garbage. Yeah. Did you read that at all as Walter Robot? Uh, oh no! Sue robot to wait a no, robot. No, no, stop! <laughs> we do not have to acknowledge Walter. Oh God, that robot! <laughs> so, so Pat robots. Mills has a go at uh, slaves again, or uh, you know, makes a point about slaves again. Also, as it goes, the British car industry. Oh yeah, uh, I was I was going to ask yeah what uh what a Lamech is a reference to because it clearly is but it's 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 above my head I think so that's British Leyland who were like the Rover car company and who by the late seventies were in a pretty dire state so yeah didn't have a good reputation <laughs> we're definitely yeah I mean there's definitely a lot of sort of instant or uh, reference to different uh, car companies making these different robots and in, uh, in Robusters and stuff. So I think it's just a good p- picking that up, I suppose. But yeah, I appreciate that information because I, you know, it's hard. It's hard to it's, it's hard to research it sometimes. For the record, yeah, especially when you're making what twenty four different <laughs> reviews. Uh, listen, all right. Yeah. If you if you join our Patreon for three bucks, you can uh, see all my show notes. I'll have these oh, Star Lord ones up soon. For forty thousand words for this he, podcast event. Thank you very much. He literally writes eight pages. For, <laughs> I mean, for like a normal. It's mostly normal three or four for these ones, but still. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's. Uh, I guess. I guess uh, speaking of space, Bugs. speaking of space hotels, yeah, let's get let's bug this shit up with Blueprint Three Strontium Dog. Yes, <laughs> let's oh, go. Yeah, yeah, script John Wagner as TB Grover, Art Carlos Escara, lettering Steve Potter. Johnny and Wolf are about to shoot each other when Johnny realizes <laughs> that the giant praying mantis beast that Wolf has turned into might be a mirage trick from Cancer, who's going after. Uh, what? Yeah. They manage to think okay. it through. Um, and during that time, they sort of look in the mirror like, oh, yeah, like, huh, maybe we aren't both monsters <laughs> that have just sort of Or random. maybe they were both monsters the whole time. Whoa. Blowing your minds. One way yeah. or another. Anyway, as they have this discussion, the bar is caught on fire. So they got to figure something out. <laughs> 
Oh man! Oh look! It's a mirage. Oh no, it isn't. And the, the real mirage was the whole place was on fire. Also, the friends we made along the way. John threatens <laughs> a time bomb to escape, and we take a break for another page of goddamn Hell Planet. Evil Sergeant Sin, like this guy. Does he have the name Eric on his chest. Then what's this? What's this doing in our comic? This is it's, like the fourth, the fourth page of this Hell Planet game that we've been going. You know, you're supposed to cut the pieces out and then ruin your comic book. Yeah, and just sort of buy this comic for four weeks in a row so you can ruin it and like play a weird board game with your with your friends or something. But the only way to get all the rules is to read them at random parts of this of each comic. Yeah. Yep. Listen. And you, editors have got these budgets, haven't they? So this is dead cheap to put that's, in the middle. That's pretty fair. Colored yeah. pages, but you've got either side of it. You've got Carlos Escara. It's it's I such mean, a bad placement for this thing. It really is. I mean, I think. Um, I was theorizing that, that this was a remake of the Magnum Force game that was in uh, action as well, which also had this sort of four-player setup kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, the art's not like where they could just sort of reskin it and have somebody draw some pictures for it and they're good to go. But man, this is not great. Like the art isn't great here as much as anything else, which is the worst <laughs> art. Like the, the greatest sin, honestly. Yeah. The lizards are the best thing in yeah. this entire picture. <laughs> So the lads, they're caught in this flame, in the flames, but a well-placed time bomb going back like a second or so lets them escape. At last, though, cancer arrives and confronts them. He shoots Wolf in the back. What is with his head? He's got a real tiny, like, grub head, I want to say. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, he does have a Spider-Man head. <laughs> Get out of here, Spider-Man. Come on. God, you got to take pictures of you for J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, get me pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> Every time. pictures of that good goddamn Spider-Man. <laughs> he confronts him, he what? shoots Wolf in the back, and then does sort of a Hall of Mirrors kind of thing with, oh, yeah. the, uh, with the mirages and stuff. Beaten and outmatched, Johnny has no choice under fire but to kill himself. Oh, man, it's getting real crazy. There was a setup and a payoff for this, I feel like. Yeah. Mm. Or so it seems, because instead he uses that uh, variable distance things that we like so much. <laughs> it's such such a strange gun. Its purpose is really only twofold. Shoot through a guy to get another guy, or shoot through myself to get to that guy. Yeah. Shoots through his own head and hits cancer, taking him out. Oh, man. Uh, the aliens, it's early days they yeah. can they can you know what his eyes do and what his weapons do they're still making it up every issue aren't they I yeah mean, it kind of has that feel yeah the big thing i think that i'm actually really really like unhappy about actually as we cartridges. go through this yeah listen the cartridges are never explained and that's what i want to talk and, and i want someone yeah. to do that it's not explained in star in star lord i'll tell you that much it isn't Whoa. Like, there's never a point where we get like that, like a Judge Dredd story where he uses all six bullets in a story, you know? Mm -hmm. There's never like one where he defines what the first, what all four cartridges in his gun do. We just know like number four is a big explosion, number three is a beam, maybe, or something. Why you would never just use number four is beyond me. Well, because sometimes you got to like take people alive or something, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
but that's something they could explain in the in the course of the comic, you know. Mm. Not um, going to for you, Conrad. Anyway, like I, I, I shake my drive us insane over the next four million hours. Mm. Someone get John. Can Ragger I say? On that oh, They've also reprinted this now in the uh, the new Star Lord uh, Search and Destroy um, Rebellion copy, and I've got the digital copy of it, and it is absolutely glorious. The reproduction. Yeah. Yeah, it's really lovely. Because I think when I did the first SD agency files, mm. when they sort of scanned the Star-Lord pages over, some of them came across a bit muddy, but they're really they're crystal sharp in the new uh, the new collection from Star-Lord. Man, that's great. Oh, that's mm. excellent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so good, good the horns brilliant. went off. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Welcome to Berlin. I'm really glad that I I need these windows open, but I I let me take one for the team real quick. Oh, I appreciate it. It's all right. No, it's all right. Oh no, I hate this is it Germany it just has the most annoying sounding sirens. All right. Ugh. I want to get I want to say one more thing as we finish Strontium Dog, which is listen. <laughs> We've beaten the case, and in the end, there's only one cure for cancer. Ta-da! <laughs> Come on, buddy. Sting! Hey, That's the answer. Um, next time on Strontium Dog, approach me on your knees, Johnny Alpha. New tale starts. I mean, we're definitely getting these ones. All these, all these strong. It's it's funny this mix of strong, like strong team dog and robusters, very episodic sort of monster of the week kind of thing. Then Planet of the Damned and uh, Mind Wars, very single story, just running through from beginning to end. You know, There's a lot of variety in here for sure. Thank you. And speaking of that, oh man, time to get our our pachyderm heffalump on. I'm so ready. It's Blueprint 4, Planet of the Damned. <laughs> oh, God. This is just weird. So good. Script, Pat Mills is Ari Wright. Art, Alfa- oh, uh, yeah, Alfonso Espiri. Lettering, Tom Frame. Welcome back, Tom Frame. My oh, boy. Yes. My little baby boy. Before he was doing all of his silk prints. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're still years away from that, for sure. Mm. <laughs> Prince Rudolph on an elephant is bearing down on Flint. It's armor and mace versus loincloth and sword. Luckily. <laughs> you can just smash the knee, I yeah, guess. Yeah, Flint's super, cr- super tricksy. He dodges the elephant and brings it down with the leg cut. Mm. Rudolph is in trouble. So he summons a bunch of plants. <laughs> To what? attack Flint. What the f- <laughs> Why? Uh, he, his only big play was the elephant. Now he's he's not even going to use the flail just straight to plant magic. Plants, yeah. the last refuge of the coward fox. <laughs> <laughs> um, they entrap and strangle Flint. Again, this is getting kind of clips for sale here. Um, he's in trouble and he calls for the writer Hackman to help him. Hackman grabs Flint's sword and Rudolph does nothing to stop him. He cuts Flint free and Flint goes full Scooby-Doo on Rudolph, pulling off his helmet and revealing him to be an old man. It was the old bald man with a beard the whole time. He's getting high off the scent of insect devouring plants. Oh my. <laughs> so, wait, really? Yeah. 
Oh. It always sends me to a demented fury. Yeah. I mean, about inhaling the aroma the... of insect-devouring plants, Professor Barnes. That's so... <laughs> Scooby-Doo's. Yeah. Oh. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you no-good barbarians. Shirtless men. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they... Flint leads everybody into, into Sanctuary, where Hackman realizes that Prince Rudolph here... Whoa! Oh, my oh. God. Get to go oh, to Conrad. Some... Whoa. This is a... Uh... Whoa. Ooh. Hold on. So, it's actually Rudolph Barnes, nuclear physicist, who was lost in uh, the Triangle in the 1950s. Not actually. There wasn't actually a physicist that was lost. Operation Paperclip oh, strikes again. There we go. Sorry. I'm going to make sure I'm back. I think I might have been out for a second. But, yeah. Rudolph Barnes lost in the Bermuda Triangle in 1952, but now he's here in the Planet of the Damned, etc. Making some sweet plants, I guess. Always. They arrive in Sanctuary, which is in full color. All right. We get yeah. some nice nudie scenes. Yeah, full of plants. Scrub down from some leaf water. That's right. And this place is very like lotus eaters, like everything. Mm. Um everything provided for you and stuff like that um a lady a a a woman named lady tabitha tells these newcomers to take baths because they're all smelly we got an extremely gratuitous shot of hackman taking a uh a plant shower here whoa the writer loves the writer hmm I mean, yeah. listen, I don't want to hear anything about Mind Wars because, you know, everybody's got something with Planet for the Day, right? <laughs> um, yeah, dressed in a fre- in freshly spun plant robes. <laughs> Hackman hey, goes what? to look Damn, for the professor. Man. Yeah, something. He goes to look for, for Professor Barnes and in a half-sized page with another one of these twirly ads, Barnes – yeah, twirlies. Yeah. Barnes explains that the Bermuda Triangle – uh, outputs people here like wherever so there must be a time travel element involved he says off in the distance is a huge whirlpool of a flux and that's probably where everybody comes out you could maybe if you do things right get your get back home if you kind of went into that whirlpool whirlpool there but who knows <laughs> And this nobody wants to leave seduction. Yeah, and no one wants to leave sanctuary anyway it's nice here you know yeah you know and Fine. to that end, in fact, a tribunal of old guys is ordering Flint to say, uh, listen, this guy, Professor Barnes, wants to leave and he's making Hackman agree. So you got to go arrest Hackman. He must be stopped at any cost. God, arrest him. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's tough. It's getting oh, Logan's God. run. Ooh. Yeah. But with more barbarians. Yeah. Brr. Next time on Planet of the Damned, the whole place is coming alive. Oh, oh man, the whole garden's a thing. It's going to eat people. That's rad. It is. It's pretty rad. All right. (laughs) It's weird how the color budgeting works out. You get these two pages, or it's page and a half, don't you? (laughs) It's just how the pages work out, isn't it? Oh, you pay you pay half price for a half color page, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I mean you pay. Yeah, it's it. Plus, you get extra money for it. You know. So oh, like, a little I bit for a little bit for you, a little bit for me. You know, but they couldn't sell a, a half page color ad, I guess. So that's how it goes. Yeah, and Alfonso Aspiri, he does Tornado, um, Black Hawk in Tornado, I think. I believe so. Yeah, I mean it's one of these, definitely one of these early, 
early comics names. I don't know how, how much he does in actual 2000 AD, but I, yeah, I believe he does some some tornado some, stuff. Some yeah. stuff. In 2000. And then lots of European strips. And if you Google them, you will find some um, more literal blueprints there. Hey! Hey! Whoa! <laughs> <A> little blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And speaking of, uh, oh, God, I don't know. Um, Nazis. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of Nazis, it's always time. Let's go to Blueprint 5, Time Quake. Hey, the old Savage's excellent adventure. But... <laughs> Discount Savage, this guy. Yeah. It's the lateral stripes. Horizontal stripes is not a good look. Oh, also, sorry, there's this ad for this uh, Woodcraft Village. Get to oh. model houses. Oh, man, listen, as a toy soldier collector, um, a house collecting, even I am like, oh, man, this is like, it's like in that, it, it's like in Big, where there's that transformer that turns into a building. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to play with a building? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if this uh, is the way to go. It's our genesis or planes. Oh, UFO coming through. I don't know. Um, so, Time Quake, the year is 2070, so this is an alternate future to Robusters, which also takes place that year. The Britain is ruled by Martin Borman and the rest of these Nazis. Ugh, and it's space Nazis, future Nazis. Yeah, yeah, future Nazis. Um, worst type. Definitely the worst type. <laughs> with space. I mean, prehist yeah, prehistoric type. Nazis, not so bad. Easy to deal with. They're terrible, too. Oh, They're God. pretty bad prehistoric nazis <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible um time agent james blocker can only travel into the future so he can't undo the damage in the past suddenly a nazi hover plane attacks him so he's got to run um he makes it to this big swastika column and the nazis shoot him but it takes out the column instead and the column then lands on them taking him out like think think it through, nazis come on novices how do you know they're Nazis on this first page, Conrad? <sighs> I mean, One, you know, two, that was a three, big I could four, use, five. I could, I could use a few more. So, like, like I gotta say, when I was writing my review, my my recaps and reading through all these things, and I'm glad it hasn't happened. I got, I was momentarily real worried that like we'd get taken down for posting hate images because of all the comics. so many of them. Ah, uh, okay. Jeez, they really are. There is five of them on the first page. Yeah. yeah. Column falls on this ship, and Blocker's feeling pretty good until he just gets cold cocked from the back. Yeah, the man. Another blackjack to the back of the Knocked dome. Knocked out again. He's going to have concussions, like post concussion syndrome. He said multiple, and then he's traveling through time. That can't be healthy. Can't be good. Uh, like, healthy. Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, don't let don't make Eamon work for free. He's on his day off talking <laughs> about these comics. <laughs> don't time travel while having a concussion. I can say that, and I'm not a doctor. Yeah, that's that seems fair. Yeah, it can't be good, you know. No. <laughs> can't travel back to when you didn't have one. You still have one. Yeah, yeah. Camera, person, man, woman, oh, no. TV. Take the test. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the fifth column that's a pretty solid joke we'll, we'll wait for the record um. <laughs> oh going off I'm going off the rails gentlemen keep it oh. together buddy Blocker wakes up strapped to an electric chair 
He's being interrogated <laughs> and absorbed and observed by Martin Borman himself. Borman oh. recognizes Blocker, just hits the hits the dial on the machine, electrocuting him. But that just <laughs> activates his time strap, sending him another yep. hundred years into the future. But oh, God. It seems that Borman has a time strap too, so he jumps ahead to meet him there. So there's more Borman trying to shoot him in 2178. The chair is still there and God. stuff. Borman shows up and shoots him. So uh, <laughs> Blocker Time decides, to go 200 years. Yeah, he gets tricksy, so he jumps twice, forgetting the fact that we established previously that you can only jump once and then you got to wait an hour and jump again. Screw that. We're jumping twice yeah. right away. Jeez, man. He ends up in 2478, and now this interrogation chair is in the same location, but they built a museum around it in the Nazi far future. It's a really good thing that they didn't move the chair, I guess. <laughs> it's got to be in its original location. Sorry, no, no swastikas on this page. I'll have you know there's still some tiny <laughs> futuristic ones still oh, in yeah. there, guys. The aren't, yeah. the aren't free. <laughs> It's turned into that episode of Black Mirror. Oh. It's a whole thing. Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) So we're half paging at the end here. We got these shreddies run uh, 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 rub down ads again. And then this old hag accosts Blocker and tries to kiss him. Assaults. Let's yeah. be clear. Not cool. Get <laughs> get consent. Weird old hag lady in the 25th century. <laughs> the fascist, sense, uh, fascist state. You don't need it. I mean, that could be true. Luckily, this lady reveals herself to be Susie Cho using oh. her like uh, shape changing abilities. She's a character. I remember her from the first two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's one of the time patrol guys. You know, they've got kind of a kind of a thing where like they where they harass each other, and then it's sort of played for laughs. It's pretty solid. <laughs> Good nineteen seventy eight action here, y'all. <laughs> Um, anyway, she can change shape, and she's been chasing him for the last five hundred years to figure God, out where that's a while. he is. Borman must be time control because he is a time strap too. So they prepare to head back to Time HQ to figure out what's going on, opening a time portal just in the middle of the front steps of this museum, which seems like, you know, obvious, I guess. <laughs> um, she opens really up. Uh, yeah, the guards have found them and Borman orders them to shoot to kill. So they got to dodge behind these columns. Good teleportation here. They, now he's on this side. Oh, now he's on this side. Um, anyway, next time, 85 million years in the past. Oh, so they're just oh. going back to home base? Is that that what's, that's it? I mean, yeah, it's true. If you know what, what Time Quake's about, that's less impressive because that's just heading yeah. home, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. Will oh. there be dinosaurs? Uh, God, I really hope so. Conrad, no, are there dinosaurs? Nazi dinosaurs. Oh, no. <laughs> so many worst kind of Nazis coming through here. Oh, Far future Nazis, primitive Nazis, dinosaur Nazis. I really hope that they don't indoctrinate the T-Rex. Listen, those those T-Rexes are just waiting. They're, they'll be radicalized by the first person that talks to them about nationalism. It's terrible. <laughs> um, anyway... With all that said, oh, we've reached the end of issue seven of Star Lord. What a Ugh. ridiculous series. And thus, I have a question for each of you. Aiden, Uh-oh. as our guest, I must know, 
what are your top and bottom thrills for this issue? Okay, so bottom is uh, Robusters because it's just all set up. I mean, there's one mm. murder, but it's just mm. all set up. So nothing going on much in Robusters. Uh, it'd be easy to say top that. was Strontium Dog. It's, you know, everybody's favorite. But I'm going to say Mind Wars because uh, I haven't seen it before. Jesus Redondo Art. I like his spaceships. I like his stuff in space. Uh, there's a weird brother and sister vibe going on, you know. It's true. Uh, it's true. Uh, yeah, Jesus Redondo. So, yeah. Um, and but you know Kelvin Gosnell back if I could go back in in the past um, put Carlos Escara in the color pages mm. yeah it's true we, we um, I mean a, a lot of the first stories ha- um, yeah they Strontium were Dog was in the color we sort of moved towards it being more black and white which is a bummer because I miss I miss those Lots purples of, of yeah yeah the, the, the magenta days of launch Star Lord <laughs> for Strontium Dog you know. <laughs> So is is that your bottom or or, or, or what's your bottom? So Robusters bottom. Oh, that's right. That's right. Top. I'm sorry. That's me. Yeah, mm. Fox. Sorry. I'm all over the place. Oh. I'm seven hours in. Fox, what's your top and bottom? <laughs> Good Lord, this hot potato. Man, oh man, oh man. I'm joining you with Robusters bottom. That's a bottom right there. Uh. Even even with boob bots, I'm I'm just not interested. This is all set up. Uh, sweet kill? Sure. You know, more murder, Jerks please. This guy. Um, ah, damn. Well, I know it's not time quake. I'm done with Nazis. Ooh. Ah, you know what? I'm going to do some solidarity here. I like that there was some cool spaceship battles and some bar fights and mind wars. Solidarity. Okay, great. Very nice. So, Conrad, Um, we'll attack yours. Oh, man. I'll join Person, y'all with uh, with Robusters at my bottom, I think. You know, again, just a setup. I am excited for this story, though. Definitely going to get get some singing in as a, as a Max, the C-3PO droid. Very excited for that. You know what I like. Um, I am going to say that my top is this Strontium Dog, though. Oh, mm. man. I love this Ascara art, these crazy alien monsters at the start. I really like um, like this big hall of mirrors um, of a of a cancer and stuff. That's pretty solid. <laughs> and then you know I I love the fun with the tech of uh, they, they use a time bomb to get out of these mm-hmm. get out of this fire. Uses the variable blaster thing to shoot this guy through his own head. That's pretty it's solid weapon. And then look at this pun at the end here, man. I found a cure for cancer. The only cure. That's solid. Solid pun. It's a zinger. And it's classic Johnny I, Alpha. I gotta reward this pun, this punsmanship. You know, it's, a, it's my brand. These puns. <laughs> so, with all that said. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Again, if you like what you're hearing, check out our weekly 2000 AD podcast, Space Spinner 2000, for your favorite podcast provider. You can contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com in the 2080 forums or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. On Twitter, at Space Spinner 2K. Everything else, like with Space Spinner 2000, you'll find us there. And again, if you'd really like to support us, we would appreciate it. And feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Cradaline. We've got my show notes. We've got um, advanced episodes of the show and even some exclusive content by both myself and Fox. Uh-oh. Yeah, listen. Put your ass to work, buddy. Uh, <laughs> check the li- check the, the links in our about page to buy collected issues of these comics. They could be pretty nice. 
And uh, yeah, stick around. Eamon, thank you so much for coming on this episode. You're the I best, super Eamon, appreciate I love you. It. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Fox. Thank you, Conrad. Star-lording across the universe. <laughs> only going forward because we can't do reverse. That's us. <laughs> Absolutely. Where can we find you on the internet? Where can we find the Legacy uh, Book Club? megacitybookclub.com for Mega City Book Club, the podcast all about 2000 AD and other British comics, including Star-Lord. Uh, and you can also find my new Sandman podcast, which I'm doing with my daughter, Jenny, at uh, handfulofdustpodcast.blogspot.com. Uh, but basically, if you search for Mega City Book Club or search for A Handful of Dust in your podcast app, you will find me. And I'm doing a podcast with Jenny and she's telling me, she's putting me right on a number of things in <laughs> Neil Gaiman's The Sandman comic. Damn. Yeah, I'm really yes. enjoying that show. It's a lot of fun and I'm 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 loving your perspectives on it, on those on those comics. It's really great. Yeah, it's great fun. Highly um, recommended. Podcasting with your daughter, highly recommended. Yeah. Hey, let's I'll have to I read it before I give it a listen, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, lots of spoilers. Excellent. All right. So thank you so much for having me on. Good luck. Oh, thank you so thank much you. for coming on. Keep the knee pads strapped on. Keep the shoulder pads on. Good night. Tight keep, boots. Keep That's the energy up. It. Tight boots. That's it. Tight boots. Listen, we can't be stopped. We're going to keep going. <laughs> Come back next hour as we take a break from our regular Star Lord issues to check out the Star Lord special. It's going to be a very <laughs> special <laughs> episode indeed. Oh. <laughs> and until oh, then, what does that mean? <laughs> ooh, yeah. Listen, until then. I'm Condra, their Fox name, and we are the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. Keep watching I the like skies. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do it. We're coming back online. Everybody knows it's great, and Conrad's super fine. Oh no, Just we're keep... on. Stop. Oh god. Our <laughs> warm-up song. Hail Star Troopers. My Hail. <laughs> My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox. This is the eighth hour of the Space Spitter Star Lordathon, a live stream where two Americans discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. This time, it's 11 a.m. in Los Angeles, and we're taking a break from regular issues of Star Lord and talking about the 1978 Star Lord special. Oh, yay! Yeah, came out. I love so it's a good time. It will be. It came out in summer of 78 for the grand price of 40 pence. Cheesy Pete's, buddy. Yeah, more than three times of the cost of a regular issue for 18 extra pages. That's five pence more mm. than the really longer 2000 AD sci-fi special that came out this year, just saying. Um, it's the only Star-Lord special and just has sort of some adventures from a bunch of our buddies and at least one one-off story. So whatever. Does it have a giant wall of text like other ones that I've oh, known? Oh, yes. Absolutely oh, it does. But we'll be dealing with that quite expeditiously. <laughs> Thank God. You can find the comics we're covering today. Maybe not actually these comics, but ones like them in Strontium Dog, SGHE Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, Planet of the Damned Collection, and the Judge Red Magazine, issues 408 to 409. So... Big cover here, pretty crazy one, a lot going yeah. on, a jet taking off, obliterating a bunch of planes, buildings, and dudes in flight suits behind it. Okay, I guess. Big old spaceship, just <laughs> smashing into that city, just like, mm, getting deep. Yeah. 
Inside Cover Starlord welcomes us to the special edi- to the special edition. It's a perfect entertainment kit, he says. We'll see about that. Mm. All right, I'm skeptical. Well, pentagrams already, you know what I mean? Whoa, he's making a change from the five from the six star of the first issue to the five star. I know. Yeah, make up your mind, man. Are you Jewish or a Satanist? All right, let's be cool. Be cool, Fox. <laughs> that, let's go to Blueprint One. Time quake. Script. Time to see some dudes get slapped around. <sighs> the Russian dudes. Skipped Patterson, Art John Cooper, lettering Steve Potter. This is the most ridiculous time travel story I've ever seen, Fox. I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. I don't know who Patterson is, but we're in Russia 1917. Some guys right. in a shed by some train tracks have a pretty standard, like, Russian conversation. Like, I thought I heard the footfalls of death following me last night. It was just the wolves, Alexei. <laughs> it's fine don't worry about it (laughs) when suddenly um they are uh, um when suddenly they're grabbed by a giant hand it's a drone just fucking slaps him and shoots him and these guys are not having a good time yeah they kill some dudes they pull some levers and they know how to work a train track. That's pretty good. Listen, these drones know what they're doing. They divert the train to Petrograd. Then they board it looking for a target. They find it and dispatch it. When with this dead guy, with this guy dead, humanity is doomed, I say. Doomed by All drones. Right. All right, then. Cool. Yeah, okay. the drones return to the 40th century as victors. Good times. Meanwhile... Okay. Oh, in the 80, time cops. In 85 million BC, an emergency signal comes on as a trooper from 1917 arrives. The Druids have killed Lenin. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> and I guess without Lenin, the Soviet Union doing stuff, uh, the world won't develop correctly and won't do have a space race, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they could have just gone for Karl Marx at that point, right? Nah, nah, because someone else would write a communist manifesto, but only Lenin can Lenin his way out of this one to make the Soviet Union. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lenin! To the warp room! Um, Grab some blasters as we go. Um, We see them, we we get some good time travel stuff, the murder at the signal box happens again and stuff like that. I like when this stuff, you know, when we see things happen once more in time travel stories. Um, And this, but this time the troopers are waiting for the drone when they attack. One of the aliens gets Blocker in a big bear hug, but Susie shoots him right in the back. Pretty solid. (laughs) So does this does this like up the ante? Do they just keep repeating the same thing but bringing more people? Not quite, but that would be awesome, right? <laughs> layer after layer of time travelers getting each other's way and stuff, time copping periodically. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, they manage to take out most of these druids, but the last one still manages to board the train wearing a nun's habit, as you do. Oh God. <laughs> He's undercover. <laughs> oh, no. As nuns. Oh, no. Nuns on the run part two. Now they're aliens. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> things seem okay. They check the train. Lennon's still alive. Pretty solid. Yeah, nice. But then that guy gets on there. He's in the nun habits. And Blocker gives chase by the time he arrives. Lennon is dead. He kills the drone. Oh, but again, too late. Lennon's dead. Time stream's messed up. Whole world's gonna end. Unless. So, what does Susie think of? 
Unless Susie Cho, who can change her shape. Oh, God. Takes on the form of Lenin and just spends the next seven years as Lenin. Crunchily dies of natural causes. Is she also the one that's, you know, uh, like waxed up and and like placed in a a glass coffin to be watched for the rest of her life? No, 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 no. They just leave a dummy in there, I guess. Well, anyway, see it. Have a good time, Susie. We'll be back in seven years to pick you up. God, this is ridiculous. In a nonce. In a mo, in a twinkling, the boys arrive at Lennon's funeral, pick up Susie in her old hag disguise, and return yeah, well, home. Well, you know, not making out with anyone this time, thankfully. Yeah, uh, seems Susie was able to pretend to be Lennon perfectly and keep the time stream running. There's only one consolation: hey, a woman did inspire the biggest revolution in history. All right, wow. Ha ha ha! Yes. I mean, really what we found out today is that she is a real big communist. How many other world leaders are actually Susie Cho Fox? That's the question. Oh, my God. I'm guessing half. (laughs) All at once. Because you can't, you can't like be all of them. Oh, no, she could be all of them. Why not? Just has to keep going back in time, being herself, but not being herself. The only limits is her natural lifetime, Fox, and she's from the 32nd century, so all bets are off. I guess memorizing every speech and action that those people ever did their entire life. I mean, I think at some point, once you reach a critical mass of world leaders also being you, you can help each other out, you know? Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. Just reasonable. Like, you know, little little wink, little like like one of these at a conference. Oh, my God. <laughs> they they uh they call each other on unsecured funds and they're like hey Susie hey Susie oh man Trump and Putin and Merkel they're all and Johnson they're all Susie Cho get out of here God, it all comes rogue. back to Susie Cho <laughs> okay enough of this let's move on speaking of retro action Fox which I guess we're engaged in completely let's talk about Blueprint oh. two sci fi movies in the fifties. Hey, sure, why not? Remember when uh, things were claymation or weird suits or uh, puppets? The bane of all filler, of all specials, is the filler. The bane of all filler is a special. Too Indeed. many words. Color many spread words. about 1950s movies, bunch of stills from films. Not going to read this. Day the Earth Stood Still is the best one. We can all agree on that, though, as a Mystery Science uh, Theater 3000 oh fan, I got a soft spot for this island, Earth. Anyway, moving on. Robusters. What? Wait, wait. There's no uh, there's no Zat? No, I guess not. We got a beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Oh, I guess a, Zat wasn't like 1950s. A creature from, a, from the Black Lagoon. Zat you know? was like 1970 or something. Got some crappy dinosaurs from various things. Mm. Some kind of bone dude. What's up? They're not there? jacked dinosaurs, so I have no interest. Only want a dinosaur that works out, Fox. Always. <laughs> All right, Blueprint 3 Robusters. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, Script V. Gross. Art Jeff Campion. Lettering Peter Knight. V. Gross must be a pen name. I'm going to assume Pat Mills until I'm told otherwise. I don't care. Um, In San Francisco, the rocket-powered rapid transport system has taken on passengers to travel cross-country in 70 minutes. (laughs) It'd be impossible in the 20th century because it's an underground train. And, of course, San Francisco would have massive earthquakes. 
Go to hell. As a, San, as a former San Francisco resident. Um, but luckily, the, uh, they've got earthquake control now. These lads who use nukes to set off small earthquakes to relieve the pressure what? on the San Andreas Fault. That's how it works. What the, sure. What the crap? What? what? Yeah. They send drill <laughs> that's, bots three that's miles so down. Bad. That's not a good thing. Oh, no, it's fine. So they're sending, right. they sent a drill a drill robot down to certain coordinates to then explode. But this one manages to tunnel into an uncharted cave, get hit on the head, and mess up its coordinates. Uh, oh, so now it's just going to be a death bomb. Oh, yes. Ah, nothing worse than a death bomb. Yeah, it's supposed to go to 09413, but instead it's going to uh where is it oh yeah oh four one three zero yeah listen come on it's counting down by seven it's fine um (laughs) current events oh boy anyway um a few days later the because the grid coordinates are way off um the bomb continues on and eventually comes through the tunnel right into the rapid transport system. Eat shit, Baltimore Bell. Yeah. (laughs) And it makes the Baltimore Bell rocket train crash. Oh, no. Not good. Yeah. Soon the boss of this here rocket train is on the phone to Howard Quartz and his assistant, Miss Marilyn, who's now brunette in the special, I guess. Hey, why not? I think she's actually based on an army lady from, uh, like, issue two or something like that. Issue two. Beetle Bailey. But, um, you know, not the more modern Miss Marilyn design is what I'm trying to say. Like, whatever. Mm. Listen, seven progs in we're get- or seven issues in, we're getting it wrong. Doesn't matter. Ugh. She hits the button. Rollbusters scramble. In 30 minutes, I mean, they're approaching San Francisco. It's Rojaws, Hammerstein, and Mechwake all bicker among themselves. Sorry, Fox, what's going on? No, I just, I love that her job is to press the scramble button. <laughs> Again, poach, over easy, sunny side up. It's an important job. Hard-boiled. No. Robusters scr- hard-boiled. I like scrambles, buddy. You got a big battle? <laughs> like, I don't want to I don't want to get like six sunny side up eggs and have to deal with all them yolks, you know. Oh, man. Six, that's why you got the bread, buddy. Six scrambled eggs. I could destroy those, Fox. Like I'm not even like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm standing still. I mean, that's just a, a medium to large size omelet. <laughs> Live it up. Love eggs. So, oh, the mantis, not love eggs, but love eggs. Yeah, the mantis splits into pieces, and several sections go down the RTS tunnels. <laughs> Where are we going here? There we go. Um, yeah, Mechway comes to clear out the rubble. Does big doing job. what he does best, of course, making big job whole doing this stuff. Metal Angel takes over rescue, sending sniffer droids to go find God, survivors. This one's still around. Yeah, this was one of the few recurring non-main character droids, for sure. Oh, look at these little tiny robots that got... (laughs) (laughs) And Rojas, equipped with a fire extinguisher, rolls up and down, rolls up the tunnel walls, putting out the blaze. Some good just, like, shooting half-pipes and stuff action here. Man, this... God, Rojas, so cool, man. Definitely. So, So cute. Yeah. Excuse me. The Buster seemed to have everything well in hand as Mech- when suddenly Mechquake bumps into that drill bomb. Oh, not good. Um, he takes to Rojas and Hammerstein because it's above his pay grade. Oh, wait, the- it's on a timer? Yeah, what? the bomb explains it's on a timer. It's going to go off in 20 minutes. 
They can't smash or it's go, it'll go off. So instead, they got to get out of here. Uh, Rojas rushes to get the adult survivors into a few train cars while Mechquake and Hammerstein get all the kids into another. With the people secured, Mechquake begins dragging them to safety as Hammerstein seals the cave behind him, or the tunnel behind him. But this also brings the tunnel down on top of himself because his laser beams, ooh, they are not as exact as you'd like them to be. Rojas to the ding-dang rescue, baby. Yeah, that's right. Um... He's prepared to sacrifice himself, but Rojas is not prepared to lose his friend. He digs Hammerstein out and carries the war droid to safety. Soon they arrive at the tunnel mouth where Mechwake and Howard Quartz are hailed as heroes instead of the actual heroes, our buddy Rojas and Hammerstein. <laughs> uh, all's well that ends the same. Then Mechwake, a big idea. He think you think you're a strong robot, Mechwake. You pull train out of danger. Mechquake, smart robot too. Hmm. Good time. Yep. He's a he's a smart bot, man. Gets turned into a big fucking super bot later. Hey, I mean, the day, yeah. Listen, the day is saved one way or another. Big jobs done by all for sure. Loving it. Yeah. So let's keep moving. We got to. This special's long. We got to. We got to stay on the spot here, Fox. <sighs> Talking about Blueprint for the Praying Mantis, the inside story, and I'd like to make a new Thunderbirds. First up. Ah, why not? Double page spread with just a vague uh, layout of the robuster ship, the Praying Mantis. Later, there'll be a, uh, we talked about there'll be a multi-page, more detailed one in 2000 AD, but here you go. As always, quarters section seems very small for everybody yeah. involved in this situation. Listen, I, what you want is the engine and where the pilot goes and who cares about the other space. I got to say, I do like that Howard Quartz and Miss Marilyn both have offices that, that are pretty large. <laughs> and we see Mechquake sort of chilling in this pod here next to like the Ecto-1 or whatever else. Yeah, I mean, taking up half the damn space. It's huge. It's a big guy. Big boy. Big dump, tr- you know, dumps like a truck. Let me see that thong, wow. Mechquake. Damn. Next up, Dude. we got I'd Like to Make a New Thunderbird, which is an interview with Gary Anderson, the TV oh. producer beside, behind Thunderbirds, various other Merriamation type stories and other stuff. Very much the direct influence of Robusters. At this point, he was just finishing, he was just wrapping up uh, his work on a Space 1999. I'm sort of, ha- oh, saying Gary, not so Jerry, oh my God! Everybody oh. knows I'm terrible with this. Um, yeah, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Anderson. Excuse me. Listen, spent the first twenty episodes getting Jerry Finley days wrong, names wrong. I am making. I can't get it right. Okay. Anyway, interview. Whatever. Let's That's move. Too many words. Next up, Blueprint Five. Trash. Oh. One oh, shot. Okay. What? <laughs> Trash. I don't want to read garbage. This is different from the later 2000 AD story, Trash, which is about uh, the dangers of recycling because there's like monsters involved. I forget what that story what? is about. You'll see. We'll get <laughs> there. An- anti-recycling. <sighs> I forget. <laughs> I, I, I don't make me. It's like one of these 800 ones where I, re- I remember it. That existed. But don't ask me any details. Um, script D. Ho- D. Hooper. Art Magano. Lettering uh, S. Richardson. A lot of unknowns in this one. Just a kind of a future shock. A guy named Trash Ransom is a galactic salvage Trash expert. Trash Ransom? That's his name. Oh, he got my caught. God. Um, he just caught a droid uh, destroying a bunch of power cells that they're salvaging. 
Well, okay. Um, and uh, one of his one of his teammates, a guy named Fixer, tries to stop him, and they have a fight over how to discipline droids. But then a giant cyclops guy named Mercer flies in and separates them. You know. Oh man, uh, having a cyclops on your team is either the best or worst death perception, man. I mean, I'm happy one way or another. Um, if he's got the laser eye, I'm into it. Sure. Um, the ship, and they should pay attention because their ship's being pulled away. That they got to get back to it fast. Back aboard, it seems they're being forcibly powered somewhere by a G-force. So they sort of hop uh, in the ship and try to break free of it. Some good, like, escaping G-force art here. But it's no yeah. good. They're getting tractored up. Um uh, through Actors a weird, are real bastards. Yeah, geometric t- uh, tunnel, and they arrive at a giant law set. Satellite, oh. I imagine. It seems Trash and Co. have been carving up too many ships without reporting them in, oh. and thus his <laughs> license is being taken away. What? Yeah. You got to register him. Yeah. All right. That's how it works, buddy. It's you know. salvage. It's not like I mean, it's it's junk somewhere, and you got to tell people you're. This is my junk. I mean, one you want to tell them so that nobody else tries to take your junk. That's exactly when other people will come and try to take your junk. But I think also you want to register it so that they don't think that like you're killing people and then taking them. You've sort of found them through conventional means or something. I don't know how it works. All right, I've been playing potato murder tato. Yeah, I've been playing hardship space, uh, uh, hard space shipbreaker a lot. It's one of my favorite games uh-huh. this year. But they don't deal with this aspect of it. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. He talks to the commander, gets his license revoked, and this sends him, I think, to another law sat satellite or uh-huh. to, to, to an asterisk sat or something like that. This part isn't clear. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. But basically, when they, when his buddies arrive on this satellite, the local law decides to have some fun with him. <laughs> Um, and an alligator Just space cop using their fucking their uh, position. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yes. Space this alligator cops. space space cop tells them just kind of take a load off, head to a local bar, and stuff like that. Once they're there, though, other gator dudes start insulting that cyclops guy's eye. Gotta punch a gator if they're gonna talk about your eye hole. Yeah, that leads, you know, one little fight. My mom got scared and we got to salvage elsewhere in Bel Air, I suppose. Um, <laughs> a lot of fresh prints so far. Anyway, this leads to a fight which is quelled when Mercy when Mercer uses his voice, which is not picked up on up back up on, but he's got some Wait, kind of ability. Cyclops man has voice powers. Yes, I guess. Just saying they missed out on uh, on an eye opportunity here. Mm. He gets blasted because of it, and the boss of the station blames them for starting a riot, but he'll forget it if they do a job. Ten hours later, they're on their way to salvage a ship that's just been attacked by space pirates, and I guess all of this was like some kind of sting operation that's because fun. this deputy guy was crooked and working with space pirates, and they're trying to catch him? The one who said take a load off? Don't know. All crocodile people look the same to me. I'm sorry. Racist. Uh, wow. Anyway, um, 
trashes radio the commander guy that took his license previously and they just got to keep <laughs> these pirates busy until he arrives so these guys fly out in these little tiny ships oh, Ooh, they're look at these so little tiny small ships. and they're very cute they're it's enough for one guy to sit in and then the rest of the ship yeah and they're gonna they're fighting these space pirates they're dropping salvage robots on them to take their other ships apart and stuff like that pretty decent fighting techniques um, and a lot of dogfighting. Soon the commander arrives. Whoop. Oh, God. Oh, it's all broken. Whoa. What have I done? It all. Get it together, Conrad. All right. Now move it to the side. Um, yeah, so the commander shows up. They take everybody out. The deputy is arrested. Trash gets his license back. And they can claim salvage on the ship. The pirates attacked after all. Nice. So all ends. All, all is well that ends well as these trashy boys get trashing. What parent names their child Trash? It's probably a nickname, <laughs> I want to say. I mean, it wasn't in quotation marks. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes you get a nickname and it's such a uh, party. Well, I'm yeah, sure. I mean, he is salvage. Yeah. Next up, Blueprint 6, you are a strontium dog. One page, oh, multiple thanks. choice test for your strontium dog abilities. Just, you know, you know, standard stuff. I feel like we might have actually done this one in a different special at some point. I feel like this... And I am sure I got top marks and I am the best. Seems familiar to me, I guess. All of these feel the same to me. We've seen so many. I hate these quizzes, man. I was told there would be no math. <laughs> oh, this is multiple choice yeah no one expects it anyway this takes us to the big guy here blueprint seven strontium dog what's wrong with your face <laughs> listen come on give give johnny alpha an easy time here he's he's a working man script robot bill he script bill henry cat. art brendan mccarthy lettering tony jacob uh special uh, 1978 special. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I think it wasn't an annual. It's hard. I, it all blends together to me. So very early work by McCarthy. I like this a lot, actually. Um, very oh, yeah. cool art here. Love this color. Um, we open on Kane's colossal comfort casino, the quadruple K. Oh, Jesus God, Christ. That's... Oh, boy. It's got Ooh. everything you need. Uh, stores, arcades, an actual casino, a dreamscope dome where you can live your fantasies. It's got hunting in a self-contained dome and also just gambling. But also, also, death. <laughs> See? <laughs> a man dies like he's been hit by a force beam. Going, ah! Oh, not a force beam. It hurts. <laughs> Gog. Yeah, quad K. Listen, that's the worst one. You think you regular you know, there's, K? There's, I mean, I was going to make a, you know, keep it moving. They let aliens in at the very least, I oh guess. Oh my so. god. So, Mr. Kane himself appears as the places search. I love this dude. He's got a power mullet and these giant sunglasses. Oh. Very Whoa. nice. Jesus, Just buddy. what you'd expect from a 1978 casino owner, if you ask me. It looks like he's ready to do some, like, uh, ski instruction. Oh, yeah, very Lars kind of look here. <laughs> Someone named Ivan. Sweating almost as much as me as people start dying <laughs> in, these, in this casino. 
Um, anyway, two days later, a frog alien kind of guy is out shooting saber cats in the synth juggle when his when he, when his head explodes too. Oh no! Jeez! Oh god! Gross! Getting oh, head all over it, the place. What is happening? Then at a stellar lounge, another guy goes up. Oh, come on! I- <laughs> Is this dude around almost all of them? This is a freaking Judas of the Quad K, man. Come on. God damn. <laughs> anyway, soon a policeman is sending Johnny Alpha to Quad K to deal with this killer because it's believed to be a mutant and you got to send a mutant to catch a mutant, Fox. That's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah, they they know their tricksy ways. That's right. Four days later, the Strontium dogs arrive to meet Mr. Kane. He, who seems to, uh, um, um, who sees who sees them enter his room without turning around. Let me jump to the other side here. Yeah. He arrives and they're like, oh, yes, come in. Like, And Wolf's like, how could you see his eyes in the back of their head you must have? He's like, oh, no, whatever. Come on. Don't worry about that. Hey, oh, it's fine. Uh, introduces him to his uh, cute little daughter. Good times. Oh, pat her on the head. Yeah. Johnny's a nice guy. And money guy, uh, Harvey Gross, or Harry Gross, he's, I should say. He's pretty gross. Got a big cigar, all that stuff. His goggle thing's going on yeah. on his head. It's just, it's a, ooh, it's a weird look. Definitely. Yeah, they he says they got to they got to stop these killings soon, but after they leave, someone presses a very ominous button. Oh, who could the it be? Button. Yeah, I know. Gee, I wonder who. Maybe the guy with the rings on his hand. Mm-hmm. Could be. The boys go searching for clues. All the victims were businessmen, were rich, <laughs> and were owners of various casinos and pleasure domes all over space. All right. And interestingly, once they die, they're selling out to Kane and Gross. What could that oh, mean? Oh, damn. That seems like probably a setup. Mm, even if these murders are killing Kane's brand, soon the stigma of a bunch of rich dudes dying at your casino will fade. Not and they'll have good. and they'll own all these other places. So actually, like it's work, it's a big thing. Papa's coming out on top. Yeah, and that's why, since they figured that out, a bunch of goons come out of the synth jungle and attack Wolf and Johnny. God can't, damn goons. Can't share this information. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. A he gun- smashes a saber-toothed tiger's tooth off. Mm, pretty awesome gunfight breaks out in this jungle here. Uh, synth the cat, like a saber-toothed tiger, yeah, jumps out. And Wolf just freaking hammers it away. Pretty solid. Um, eventually Johnny hits, we get a special, uh, spe- uh, 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 Star-Lord special exclusive weapon. This is the special DLC just for the special stocks <laughs> where he hits an anti-grav globe, which makes everybody float up into the air, neutralizing well, them. But not you. No. They grab the leader of the goons and take him to get, um, and take him to Cade for like interrogation purposes. Then you got to stare into his brain ball. Yeah, using his um, using his uh, uh, alpha eyes to interrogate them and stuff. Oh God, where am I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, Johnny using his eyes, the walls explodes near his head. He grabs Kane's sunglasses off. He's a cyclops. Oh, oh no. my God. 
Shocking, those giant glasses hiding one eye. <laughs> then suddenly that gross guy arrives and shoots Kane right away. Like, oh, that Cyclops must have done it. Oh, but I shot him very suspiciously. Bubba, don't oh, investigate me. Oh, God, I totally helped everybody. Don't worry. As Kane lays dying, he says it was all Gross's idea, forcing him to use his mutant powers or he'd kill his daughter. And Gross reveals that he has a second mutant oh, eye okay. on the back of his head, hidden beneath his mullet. Ooh. Yeah. Eyes in the back of your head. Good call, Wolf. Ooh. There's business in the real <gasps> well. Oh, I see what happens, and I am so happy. Johnny explains that uh, mutants can't own property or anything like that, but Kane had been passing as a human to use his obvious talent for casino ownership to get ahead. Gross doesn't care. He goes to kill this gunman, but in his act, his dying act, Kane zaps Gross with his own eye. He uh, dies yeah. as well. It's the it's the neck eye that has the laser power. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, shit. you can't. Your main. Well, I. So I want to. I, I want to actually talk about this fox because if you go. Well, okay. First, first. Sorry. He he zaps Gross. Gross dies with his dying wish. He asks Johnny to take care of his daughter. I guess Johnny says he does. But that's not really picked up on. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. He does decide though that he'll mess with the paperwork and make it. Uh, returns Gross's glasses to his head. He'll keep the uh, fiction of Gross being a regular human alive. Um. Yeah. Whatever. Hiding the truth of his genetics. But if you go back to these kills all right okay look you can see how um kane has his back to everybody who gets shot oh, here see that my god if you look here where this guy does you can see he's turning his head back around whoa look at that head spin because he just zapped him then he looked back you know look here here he is again he's zapping this guy from the back of his head and so he's like definitely the killer well yeah but he was blackmailed into killing him oh, by gross because gross would reveal the truth of his mutant identity and mutants can't own property and stuff gross ass class high neck. Uh, that's the worst place to have an eyeball by the way is yeah right man listen your mullet's gonna get all in your eyelids and stuff like oh that. yeah that's god tough. that must hurt so much <sighs> bad times Plus, he's dead. Like, that's got to hurt also. <laughs> and, you know, his daughter no longer has a father. Nah, Seems you know. Yeah, live it up. Okay. Rich. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh. Blueprint 8, Star-Lord's joking. Bunch of single-panel comics about space, I guess. Okay. I said, make me a spacious ship, not a spaceship. Mm-hmm. I like this one that's about a, with a guy who's taken a big, a big thing of, of quarters to i guess not quarters whatever pence or whatever to this telephone because he's going to call his uh his brother on mars and stuff like that <sighs> long distance charges get it yep there's also ads for regular issues of star lords come on check it out for new star troopers and then 2000 ad for more experienced ones get on mm. this sci-fi comic train my god anyway with that we reach our final page here which is our wall of text. <laughs> Blueprint 9, Neutron Tide, script by Arthur C. Clarke. Short story by Arthur C. Clarke of uh, 2001, Childhood Ends fame. A spaceship gets too close to a neutron star and is destroyed. The only thing left of this U.S. Navy ship is a star-mangled spanner. All right there, buddy. <laughs> a star-mangled spanner, Fox. Uh, uh, 
These are the jokes. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But with that, we finish the 1978 Star-Lord special. Yeah, boy. Very exciting. And with that, Fox, I must know. You must tell me. What are your top and bottom thrills for this special? Oh, buddy. MF. Bottom. That's trash. Oh, the saying trash is trash. Hey, oh, that's excellent. Hey, oh, watch. Get out of my way here, garbage. Mr. Trash, come on. Hey, you're not coming back. Damn. But, uh, man, oh, man, I've got, the, the top is so very simple. I did all of the math, the equations. It's written into the very fabric of time. Motherfucker, it's time quake. Everything is Susie. Everyone is mm. Susie. Oh, it was so good. It was the best way <laughs> to handle it. And now I'm very much convinced this woman has gone back in time and is all world leaders. New conspiracy. I'm ready. Yeah, it's a, sort of a, an Asian lady from the distant future, I guess. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Conrad, tell me, tell me, tell me, what are your top and bottom blueprints? <laughs> Um, I mean, I definitely agree with you that trash lives up to its name, buddy. That seems pretty <laughs> clear. That's my bottom. For my top, I gotta say Strontium Dog. I like this story. Brent McCarthy's art is fantastic. Um, I love just the pickup of having all of the, like these head turns and stuff like that, sort of setting that up. It is one of these mystery things where, like, you know, maybe you can't pick it up ahead of time, but you go back and the clues are there. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, also, like little stuff like when uh, when uh, when they show up at Kane's place, he talks about how um, mutants are being treated disgracefully and barbarically, sort of, you know, teasing that he might have uh, um, some skin in this game and stuff like that. That's pretty solid. And again, I just yeah, I, I, I love this story. I don't know if McCarthy's doing my favorite Johnny Alpha here. Yeah, man, I love his wolf like this. This one. Hell yeah. He's crazy as hell walking out here. He's so expressive and stuff. And I really like that version of it. He is a Viking dude from the past in the future with a happy stick and a gun. And, you know, I mean, that that, that from the past stuff hasn't even been established yet. He's just randomly a Viking at this point. You don't know what 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 is and isn't like a flickering in John Wat in what isn't isn't a a, a flickering in uh, John Wagner's eye, you know. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Oh, geez, we made it through this special, Fox. Oh, it's hope so, you're feeling so good and relaxing. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you like what you're hearing, please check out our weekly podcast about 2000 AD Space Beta 2000 for your favorite podcast provider. Contact us at spacebitter2000 at gmail.com, the 2000 forums, our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. Um, if you'd really like to support us, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradoline. And, you know, check out the links to buy your copy of these stories we're talking about. I think it'd be fun. Hey, sure, why not? Yeah, come back next hour as Mind Wars increase tenfold. The Robusters. Check out some undies. The Strontium Dogs meets McIntyre. Planet of the Damned gets caged, and there's no beards about Time Quake. What the fuck? <laughs> It'll make sense when we get there slightly. I feel like I, I forgot what I meant when I wrote that, but now I remembered, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. All right? 
Listen, we all know that goatees make someone more evil, but in this case, removing a goatee will make Ooh. you more evil. So that's very exciting. I promise you it's exciting. Until then, I'm I'm Conrad, they're Fox, and we are the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. Keep watching oh, no. the skies.